right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are the ones here, Solly here, I should say. We are the ones carrying Super Bowl duty to my left, DJ Pi. Hello, DJ Pi. Greetings. Hello, guys. Good to be with you. TC is here. Hello, TC. Hearing that Zach Taylor's offensive line is melting down as we speak. I think it melted down like week three. The fact that they're playing in this game as we're recording this. Uh, So we will not have any Super Bowl spoilers on it. We tried to catch the big guy. Listen, his Bengals are in the Super Bowl. We wanted to get his takes on getting blocked by Phil Mickelson on Twitter. (laughs) One of like 80 things that happened uh, this week. I'll talk about getting blocked. You got blocked as well, TJ. I'd be happy to discuss it TC's on. You guys need me to relay anything? (laughs) I'm happy to. We need you to stay unblocked so that you can report anything that happens. Gladly. Continues to be, TC continues to be our conduit to some of these... These volatile personalities, <laughs> Justine Reeds, Phil Mickelson's. Uh, we got to send in our hostage negotiator, TC, to, to really communicate with these these folks. We have a lot of fun things to talk about today. I'm super excited to talk about Range Talk. Have you seen Range Talk yet? I have seen Range Talk. Love Range Talk. Tell me about Range Talk. What is it? Uh, our guy, Roger Steele. Uh, I think we've we've been big admirers of Roger from afar on, uh, on Instagram. Callaway has kind of given him a, a full platform, given him access to some of their top people. Steph Curry, I know, was in the first episode. I think Xander, they did an episode. It sounds like there's a bunch more coming up with, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Yuka Sasso one. But yeah, just kind of longer form conversations with uh, with some people out on the range, hitting balls, very laid back conversations. Something I think we've all kind of been looking for out of golf. Everything's so quick and, and you know, you're always looking for sound bites, all this stuff. It's, it's nice to... Nice to relax, get an actual conversation. Roger's really good at drawing fun stuff out of people. I love watching his golf swing. Also, he's got a lot of fun speed. He gets he he's natural. His hips yeah, well, it's great. So well. It's great. Well, he's How so did I do natural. It? I wasn't even looking at the that. That was great. Okay. There, we don't need a script for yeah. it. This this yeah. is awesome. Range Talk is on the Callaway Golf YouTube channel and on the Callaway website. He's got a uncanny ability to get guys to just open up, have fun, and be themselves very, very quickly. From what I've gathered from behind the scenes, he didn't know a lot of these guys, and then like you watch it, and you're like, oh, how does he know Steph Curry so well? That's all natural. That happened in uh, that quickly. So Rogers check it out. getting some run on the on the new Callaway commercial as well. Yeah, Dodge exactly. and Madeline Sextra. That's it, right. It, yeah, it's, it's hitters only out yeah. there. It's great. True hitters only. What a week at the waste, sorry, the WM Phoenix Open. Great rebranding. Maybe the only negative downside of the week <laughs> was uh, re- rebranding it as the WM Phoenix Open. We're going to still call it the waste management. What was the highlight of the week for you guys? I think Sahith Thagala, uh, just on a macro level, watching him this whole week uh, completely swagging his face off like how about having the biggest crowd on the pj tour completely like wrapped around your finger as a 24 year old rookie yeah that takes like a very very special player to kind of do that and he's he you know maybe not flags it but hits a really really proper shot on 16 coming down the stretch with the lead and the crowd is chanting his name and he's playing with Brooks and and Scotty Scheffler. I mean, like two Ryder Scott, Cup. Scott sorry, Scott, Scott Scheffler. Now he's that graduated. He, Scott now Scheffler. that he's won, Scott Scheffler, uh, playing with like two hunters, right? And the crowd is is chanting his name. I mean, it was just. I'm sure we'll go much deeper on it, but that was the highlight for me. Awesome, awesome week. TC, Scott Scheffler. Long time coming. I mean, I, I think mean, I might be coming around with you finally. <laughs> thank you know, you. that's big of you. How long have you been watching Scotty Scheffler? Now? 35, 40 years now. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, he's 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 got to be coming up on the on the Champions Tour here pretty soon. <laughs> he finally gets off the schneid after years and years and years of of riding the bus. It does feel like it. It felt like a long time coming. I it feels like that's the go to line whenever somebody wins. He's graduated really quickly from you know playing. I hate to do this, like. A, playing the John Deere's into playing like all the big boy events, right? Like he plays the a huge schedule and he had not had a win yet. And it's really hard to navigate those waters. We've seen that with Tony Finau, I believe, which we don't need mm. to revisit necessarily, but uh, he's it, been top 50 in the world for two years now without a PGA tour win. Yeah. Right. Like that's, it's time. Yeah. You know, and uh, it happened. I mean, he made eight birdies today playing in the final group. I'm not, he's like one of my favorite players. Like one of the guys I root for the most. Not going to lie. And I watched every shot today. It kind of snuck up on me that sure. walking off 17 green was like, oh, my God, he like might win this tournament. Exactly. I think this was the kind of thing that he needed to win was to kind of sneak up on one instead of I've seen him so many times, you know, even on Corn Ferry, be out front and then stumble on 18 or whatever. You know, maybe a little bit of Finau in him. Uh, you know, every once in a while, the. The squirrel finds the... He had a five-footer to win it in regulation, too. That's why I was going to be... Hole. I was going to be pretty gutted for him if, you Were know... guys, like, like misreading the hell out of that putt? Uh, it was I weird. Shoved it looked that, like I the, the Xander one looked pretty shoved, the one that, yeah. that yeah. went hard left to right, but Cantlay's... I mean, Xander's obviously had to go that way a little. It wasn't like it wasn't all shove. Like it did go left to yeah. right. But yeah, then Cantlay. I don't know. I don't know. Very easy to say from the couch. Like what the hell, man? Didn't you see that? <laughs> and uh, who knows what they saw though? It was a little like, yo, I th I thought we just watched this, man. How did you how'd you miss it that way? Watching guys land shots on a thimble for yeah. all these spots. What the hell, man? How are you shoving that putt? I, I, there I was always, a little bit of that. I always go back to that that meme of Tony Soprano, or it's just. He's just sitting on the couch, like looking like the biggest slob, and everyone's always <laughs> talking about like watching football. It's just oh, fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, there's a bit of that going on, certainly, but it, it didn't. Neither looked like a good putt. I, I do want to say this about Scotty too. If we're if we're sure. just jumping, well, sorry, I'd like, Scott. I'd like you. to go back to Sahith, but please. Well, this will tie this. them together because I think we do this with JT. We do this with Spieth a lot, and this is to take nothing away from Sahith. Amazing week. Going to be like a a massive talent. Uh, he's only like 18 months younger than Scott. <laughs> like, yeah, like Scotty is a, a force of nature and still so young. Yes. And I actually do want to be careful on pro over projecting for Sahith. Like, sure. it, it, it's a bit out to say yes. that Scheffler's like, we're joking yes. about the whole veteran thing because he looks like he's 45, but yeah. he. He's still very, very, very young. Scheffler and, is that dude. Like, yes. he, he, you know, we want to do. Uh, we want to get excited about Tagala. We want to get excited about Zalatoris, all that. But, like, Scheffler is that guy. Yeah. And he's way, way, way more consistent than, than I don't know, Zalatoris is pretty damn consistent. But way more consistent than Tagala has been. Now, I've picked him in so many DraftKings and somehow, of course, didn't pick him this week. I've picked Scheffler to win I at least 12 times, I think. Of course, didn't pick him this week. That's just how it goes. But it is good to see him get off the snide. Uh, he was second in strokes gained putting this week. He actually lost strokes approaching the green this week, which is kind of amazing. But he uh, was three under through uh, 36 holes in this tournament. The cut was minus two, and he went and shot 62 on Saturday, 67 to finish at 16 under and win the playoff. So, which is never I, give up. I think probably a testament to how awesome this golf course is for PJ Tour golf, right? Oh, Where gosh, it, we got to talk about that. It both played really firm. There was a lot said on the broadcast about that. There was a lot said everywhere about how firm it was. But also, if you hit the shots, like there are so many birdies out there, yes. and it's such a cool dividing line. I know this is what you talk about all the time, but this was one of the better examples I can think of 
you know, of, of all those things kind of coalescing together. And we get fucking Riviera next week, too. Because so it's it, like awesome. This is turning into yes. like low key the, the best two week stretch of the year on, on the non major side. Because what gets really frustrating is the, the golf courses that, all right, he drives it right down the middle of the fairway or drives it into the right rough. And it's kind of like, eh, like the, it's a very marginal difference, right? But the firmness just works backwards from there. And maybe it's just the familiarity that comes from TPC Scottsdale over the years, but you watch guys hit it in certain spots and you're like, like just spend an hour watching it be like, oh, he can't get to that pin from that side. Like he's totally boned over there. And that just your mind, your your viewing mind like starts working overdrive of like understanding the shot value that comes with each shot. And there's not just this um, wherever he ends up, he can throw a wedge dart in there and it's going to stop right by the hole. Like you have to earn it. Every single shot has that shot value. And that just all goes back to the firmness. How do you, how do you get overseated rye firm? Like it's all. That was, that was gonna be my question. Was this like <laughs> a, a gradual transition, a conscious decision that they've made over the last few years, or is this? I mean, I can't imagine the weather's drastically. Well, different. and it's all man-made. Man exactly. Like it's all watered, like manually watered. It's not rainwater that's that's drought like drowning the course or anything like that. So I mean, it'd be fucking amazing if like sawgrass could play like like sawgrass yes. should be playing like yeah. this for the players, but it won't because they're no. gonna they've been soaking it for the last five months. Well, and they but they get you know I don't know if you guys heard this, but there's not much humidity out there, sure. Um, sure. which we can discuss. <laughs> well, it's we, a dry heat. We do we, we do have a lot of humidity here, so it's way harder to get it to dry out, but. Uh, I don't know if, if that is a conscious thing that they can control, please more of that. Cause I mean, it was, it was fantastic watching all the, the slopes around the greens become active where they put the pins in little bowls and on top of shelves and things like that. It just, I don't know. It really shined through. I, I, I had a blast watching this golf tournament this, this weekend. I would say it's turning into the desert swing. You got the bone saw and then, and then it's <laughs> Saudi right back to back, you know, plus throwing Abu Dhabi and Dubai yeah. in there. It's, it's desert SCN. First of all, if we're going back to, to Gala, the wedge he hits from 178 into the 16th. Everyone else was hitting 9-iron and wasn't getting it back there. He hits wedge. That guy's pumped up. Hits green the is shot. so deep. It's so deep, it's and crazy. it's that little shelf back there. They had a great view of Kepka who went, like, long left. How how hard that uh, slopes off to the left, how difficult that shot is. Like The pins were awesome in unbelievable. general today. Yes. Yeah, there was a, they were so such fine lines. And, like, that, I don't know how much. Like, Carlos Ortiz's ace was absurd today. Yeah. Keith Mitchell's <laughs> birdie back there. Like, it was really, really hard. I looked at the PGA Tour shot tracker uh, tracer thing that the media has access to. Like, you can see where balls land. Like, these guys are hitting, like, nine irons, and they're rolling out 15, 20 yards, it looks like, on the tracker. And that's just... So to, for him to step up and hit that shot, people chanting his name. I don't know what happened after that because they went to commercial, of course. But it was a moment, man. He almost made that putt and then stepped up on 17. And he was at 16 under. He needs to hit a shot at some point to win the golf tournament, right? You, you're not going to, you know, you can, you can get into a playoff at 16, it turns out, in hindsight. But you got to step up and make a birdie at some point and went for it. I thought he hit the shot. I thought it was a crazy unlucky bounce, reminiscent of Ricky in 2016 it was, but it was he took on the risk, executed it, and it just got a horrific, horrific bounce. That, I didn't even think the bounce was that bad. It was just a commentary on the firmness. Oh, I think look, the, it the went fact left. That, I was going to say, the fact that the shot shape was going left to right and yeah. the ball kicked straight left is... You know, not something you usually see. That down slope can yeah. do, is a risk factor in it. Totally. We saw it with Ricky, right? He tried to hit a cut driver in 2016, a bunt. It hit that down slope and went 358 yards into the water long of the green. It's horrific luck. He's definitely got that left that left miss that like overcooked. He did it on 15. He did, but this ball he had this, cut. That on ball it. was cutting. This ball sure, had the sure. cut on he it. He was like starting at the water. Yeah, and it was coming back. Yes, and, and just kick straight left. So, but that is a factor of like you can bail totally. right, and it's not going to do that, and that's what. 
some people were saying like that's what makes seven you know makes seventeen not that great of a hole. I, I totally oh, I disagree. That's what makes it awesome. I totally disagree. Yeah. That is a factor, and you got to decide how big your stones are. And and that pitch over from the right is so difficult, so hard. <laughs> which is makes it even crazier that Brooks hold that last year. Uh, but it's such a tremendous, tremendous golf hole to watch, and that whole stretch is just awesome. And I respect him going for it. He he still could have made par, and that that's where I think he you know going looking back was like you got to get that ball up and down still after going in the water, and that's what he didn't do. Well, that's what's um, cool. You you mentioned it and said it in a good way that like eventually you gotta you gotta hit the shot somewhere. And what's so freaking cool about that golf course is that. Like you have a chance to do it at 15. Yep. Can you make it three at 15? You got a chance to do it at 16. Can you make it two? And you got a chance to do it at 17. Can you make it two or three? And it's just, it's, it, it just like draws out the excitement yes. so, so, so well. You can't take a pee break. So like you, similar to sawgrass, right? Yes. I mean, that's the, I think people make that comp all the time, but I think it's with good reason, especially if it's, if it's playing firm like that, it, it has more teeth and God, it's just this, this tournament has gone from, I mean, not a sideshow, but like the focus was never on the golf, right? Like, I don't think anybody ever used to talk about like, oh my God, like that tournament's cool, but like, you know, it's all about how fucking blacked out you can get, yeah. right? And listen, they've maintained that, but the fact <laughs> that they saw the fact that they've maintained that yes. and also like continued to invest in the golf course, continued to make the agronomy better, that's it seems to have attracted a better field. That field tends to shine on these kinds of conditions. Like this tournament just keeps getting better and better and better. And we were kind of talking about it this week too, that it just, there's so much like separation going on on, on the PJ tour. There's just very few events that feel like they're kind of staying stagnant, right? It feels like the good ones are just getting so much better. And I would put obviously Riviera in that category. I think the Memorial has stepped up in a massive way. I I, I think even like something I, like I Travelers, Travelers I think is, is in that camp. I think Farmers is in that camp. Uh, even like Hawaii, I think Tournament Champions is yep. is in that camp as well. And then it seems like the lower tier events Gone. just keep getting worse and worse. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, whether it's the wraparound season or you know trying to treat every event like they're the same and making guys pick schedules and and all that stuff, but. Uh, th this is a, a kind of meandering point, but I think it gets to, in case we forget to come back to it later, what we were saying on Slack, just about how little sense it makes for all of these events to be the same amount of FedEx Cup points. Yeah. Like this, I, I am not saying that this felt like a major by any means today, but it felt like a much, much bigger event than the normal 500 point, like wake up and flip on the back nine on Sunday. Like I, I woke up this morning was like, fuck yeah, I cannot wait Yes. Cannot wait to watch this final round. I was I so Saturday coverage ran. I had a dinner appointment yeah, at six thirty. Saturday, I didn't I, even talk about. That. I spent thirty minutes at dinner watching it on my phone because <laughs> yeah. like I was dead. I was into yeah. it. Like I sometimes I ha I watch golf because I have to. Like I, that this was not one of those weekends. I and think it sounds like this is a place where th they need to have a major because it just produces good leaderboards. Great field. Right? <laughs> can I? Can I? Uh, you don't laugh at me. I just want to say one thing on to that point. Strength of field five thirty three this week. That's enormous. That so uh, Amex was three twenty one, which is actually it's way no better wonder than I Noren was playing well. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, not for nothing. Like the week after the the bone saw as I well, know. where they're paying for all these top guys to. They didn't get a lot of bone saw guys. No, but even to get like basically all the rest is. Yep. is I think awesome. it's also it's coming at the expense of some of the Florida events. Right, for like sure. guys are well, guys are front about. loading their schedules, yeah. and the ones that you would think would be getting better on that same trajectory, like Honda or 
Bay Hill are like getting shittier and shittier and shittier. Bay Hill, um, the jury's out on Bay Hill. It's Bay Hill's been sweet the last couple of years just because it's been so, well, it's firm, so firm and yeah. indie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but well, I, it was from I, two years ago and then Bryson yeah. last year, right? Oh, that's right. Which was sweet <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Which we can talk about whether or not I mean, he'll this be there. We'll sounds like it made the leap when Finau, you know, kind of buckled. Like that was the that was that the, was the, the pe- really that big was the escalator there. Point. You know, no, which you know, time did he buckle? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> he technically would have won though last year if that's he didn't true. play this audio. Correct. That's right. Don't laugh at this. I will. Don't laugh. I'm not making that promise. Somebody said they should host a PJ Championship here. Is May too hot? Yes. <laughs> I thought that's what you were waiting for us to laugh about. No, just more like... September's... T- people want the Ryder Cup, too. Like You yeah. can't even do that in September in Arizona. I've heard it's a dry heat, but still. Sure, sure, sure. Very, very dry. Not a whole lot of humidity going on. Can we just get that out of the <laughs> do you way? you want to do that? Yeah, can we just get that out of the way? Okay. A whole lot of you, a lot of you need you people. A, like a very basic lesson in... And I don't even want to say physics. Like, here's the deal. I, this debate came up when we were playing golf maybe a few months ago, and someone was like, "Does it the ball fly further, farther?" Sorry, farther. excuse me. Oh, sorry, God, damn it. Sorry, I'm so crossed up now. We I got talked the, about I got this the yips. Like I know. Week. I got the yips. Does it fly farther in humidity? And I was like, "Yeah, it does." And everyone's like, "No, it doesn't." Oh my God, no, it doesn't. Like literally, just Google it. Right? There's like 18 studies. A TrackMan study. There's a Golf.com. There's a blah blah blah. There's PGA a Titleist. There's a yeah, Golf News Network. Every single one. It's like. Yes, water vapor is lighter than air. Look at a periodic table of elements. Like, look at how light blah, blah, blah is. Like, I don't even know that stuff, but I just looked it up, and it tells you straight up that when it's more humid, the ball flies farther. Which seems counterintuitive. It does. But which, which is how I always remember. Well, like, yes. oh, yeah, Sometimes life be like that, though. Yeah. You know? And it, Golf is a game of opposites. <laughs> I'm not joking that, like, that one tweet, like, was a serious lesson teacher for me when it came to Twitter. Like, it was the full spectrum of, like, well... JT chimes in, wrong. It's like, okay, well, it's not wrong. That's one. And so I will present the facts to it. And now people chiming in like, I disagree. It's like, got it. well, it's it's fucking be, science. To be fair, you got, you got to hear both sides. You do. You, you do and <laughs> tough like, look. Tough, tough look for you, Sal. Well, and then they start saying, well, it's, it's, you know, it's normally really hot in places that it's also very dry and you're normally at altitude. It's like, yo, those are two separate things or three totally distinct things here. Cause on the broadcast, they said like, because of the lack of humidity, the ball is flying farther in Scottsdale, which look, listen, it's warm there. They're at elevation. It is firm because there's a lack of humidity. That is a a contributing factor to the lack of humidity. The ball is going further, all of those things. But if you keep everything else constant, whatever, (laughs) if you keep everything else constant in humidity and it's not much, it's a marginal difference. The track man says it's like one yard, whatever it is. But a the ball flies farther in humidity, and like that is like not. You don't get to choose your own facts here. You don't get alternative facts. Great American Ballpark is such a bandbox. Like the ball flies out of there. The the ball flies farther. It just does. And I I don't listen when it's fifty degrees and humid. Does it feel like the ball flies like less far? (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Yes, it does. To me, it feels that way. But science says that's not the case. So I think we just agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I will say I, I will dug on JT hard when it's humid. Yeah, but but then JT gets he, he, a couple thousand likes. And I know. Like, oh shit! Dude, I'm gonna go with the guy you. whose name is on his bag yeah. on this one. It's like, listen, do I believe that JT has an incredible ability to dial in his distance within 30 minutes of being in whatever location he's in? Of course. Like, can he control his distance better than I can? Do I even <laughs> need to say that? But like on it this would be one fact, if he did. He was wrong. <laughs> I, I will say it. The more humid it gets out in the desert, the less the ball breaks towards the valley. 
Sure. At TPC Scottsdale. Is that, is that's, that a fact? That's fact. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know these things. See, I, I trust you on oh, this. Fucking okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I'm willing no, to soak up the this first information. Thing that everybody's well. Yeah. yeah I mean, this, towards the valley. Breaks towards the valley. This, this ball breaks towards the valley. Anyways, back to Sahith Tagala. Before we talk about okay. macro stuff, micro level. I thought him making that putt on 18 after that oh, whole so yeah. sick. body punch. Experience. He putted great. Yeah. And like you know, but him stepping up and making that putt at that speed of like just ramming it home. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make this fucking putt. He say, hey, that's a ton of money. That's probably a. a Big help for his status. Yeah. And B, it just shows, man, he's got fucking gumption, you know? It's 100%. He hit so many shots. There were so many times this week where it could have gone off the rails. And there, many, many times we see younger dudes with not that much experience through 36 holes being in that spot. And he talked about, he was super open. I'm like, I'm playing with Brooks and Xander this weekend. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. I'm still a little starstruck about that. Yet it never looked that way on TV. He's in the in the sand, you know, in the sandy native desert area, in the shit, in all this trouble. And it's like, okay, he's going to go backwards here. He doubled the second hole on Saturday. Bad. It's like, here we go. Bad double. Yeah. Although two was playing like, hard. It, it was. It was, but he did not hit any yeah. good shots. He, like, didn't clear the lip of the bunker and then just, like, compounded, compounded, compounded. And I almost, I, I almost, like, walked away from the TV just like, oh, okay, oh, here well, we go. well, dang. I, I wish he would have played well this week, but there he goes. Totally bounces back. Stuffs it on six, stuffs it on seven, stuffs it on eight, stuffs it on nine, birdied three of those, and then made a couple birdies in the back nine to shoot two under. He just it was it was an emotional ride. I, I I like the pace at which he plays. He wears his emotion on his sleeve. He was embracing the crowd, pumping him up on sixteen. Like there's just a lot to like there. Funky golf swing. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It just absolutely goes after it, murders the ball. He hits the draw fade according to Faldo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love the draw fade. Not only that too, but like coming in and and basically like having the lead overnight, but not he hadn't finished his first round. Yeah. Like he slept on the lead and then completely like shit his pants like bogeyed the first two holes yeah. to finish his round the next day and yeah just a bunch of those moments and kept kept bouncing back so i'm i'm with you tc to see him bury that putt on 18 was and awesome i tweeted it but this like this is why sponsor exemptions are important yep right it's why it sucks it fucking blows <laughs> when like a drew love or an omar uresti or somebody like that gets in it's like no like this is this is the future of the tour this is the future of the sport get these guys involved Get him in. And waste management's been awesome about yeah, that for yeah. a long time. They gave amateur exemptions to Matt Wolf, Rom. I mean, yeah. they were easy exemptions to give, I, mean, I think. But there's certain tournaments that like take pride in it. Yeah. Right. And I think Barracuda does a great job. Farmers does a good job. Bay Hill typically does a good job. Like there's, you know, it like it means something yeah. to them. And then there's some tournaments that just it's like, what the fuck, man? Like <laughs> it's like it's so and so unbecoming. knows somebody yeah. and yeah, it's a I mean, and uh, Thigala, like he's he's made this was his fifth cut made in a row. That shit counts, and he's got a he's got a T eight at Sanderson. So he had a chance to, to win up some stuff. He know? was a he had a seven iron into a par five on the back nine at Sanderson and yeah. hit it in the water, and it, he was looking like he was going to win that tournament until that shot. And um, he, he so he he definitely has the talent to win. Can I care, share a couple college stories oh, from Brentley Romine so at Golf good. Channel? Uh, this is yeah from the GolfChannel.com article. It said Tagala developed a reputation in college for intentionally hitting high handicap shots before tournaments. Shanks, tops, chunks, slices, hooks, you name it, all in an effort to throw off his opponents. Before his first college event in the fall of 2015, Tagala alarmed his coaches while striking putts on the practice screen with the toe of his overturned putter. Later that season, Tagala was purposely topping three woods on the range, prompting the co an opposing coach to run up to Beard and break the news. I feel bad for your guy. He can't seem to hit the ball. 
The most memorable miss hit came just two events into that first semester. The range was packed that morning before a shotgun started at the Meadow Club, and Tagala found himself warming up on the far left side, just a few spots over from Arizona State star John Rom. Tagala grabbed an iron, turned to his teammates, and whispered, Watch this. It was the best shank I've ever hit. He said it went 90 degrees right across the range, right past Rom. He gave me this look. I tried not to look up to make it look like it was an accident. Oh, man, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> That's so hard to do. Like, oh, God, like yeah. Like the true, true, true intentional shank. I know everybody thinks they are like, oh, yeah, no, I can miss hit it whenever I want. But the true, hard, dead right, immediate, no spin, right off the hosel, intentional shank is really hard to do. I feel like TC runs this playbook a little bit with, some of the drinking before rounds. I never know. I could never know quite where his head's Sometimes at. Sometimes I'm just really hungover. Sometimes, like, yeah, I'm gonna get. It's you know, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get three bloody berries to go. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, is he gonna play like really well or really bad? I don't know. I'm on my Normally, back it's a mix of both. Sure, you sure, know? mixed results. Yeah. I would say, but I think the other thing about the gala won the 2014 LA City Championship. Mm. We talk a lot about national opens. City opens. We, city. We? city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. Like I think it's awesome. Like you know, guys go out and they stack up AJGA events or you know the World Junior stuff like that. But no, I think like playing against people that are far older than you when you're oh, in high yeah. school and and learning how to win against guy you know punch above <laughs> your weight is yeah. is really really sick. Especially in a city like LA, which has yeah. a couple decent yeah. decent amateur golfers. I felt like I was along for the ride emotionally on yeah. that. Like and. and you know, there was a scene, they, they captured him afterwards with tears in his eyes and he was hugging his family and things like that for like, I, you're just not going to get that if you have like Ryan Palmer up, you know, missing out on a playoff by one shot. And that, that made it, I don't know, made it feel like it was worth being a golf fan for a weekend. A lot of the other stuff, which we'll, we'll get to eventually. I was going to say, juxtapose that with literally everything else going <laughs> oh on. Oh my God. <laughs> like, man, that was refreshing. I want to say something about, uh, I'm going to go back to Scottsdale here in one second, but Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Too good to pass up. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code NLU at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or over, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the, t- the TN Redline, 1-800-889. 9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. God, we got some new shit going on. They did not like me trying to get that all in in one breath. But uh, back to TBC Scottsdale. I've been trying to think of a way. I'm I'm hoping you guys can help me. Sorry, one thing on Thigal in case we don't come back to him. Sponsor exemption in the field next week as well. Yes. So look out for that. That's excited for that. Cannot wait. Also, I think made the, made the cut there as an amateur a couple of years ago, or maybe last year. But anyways, friend of ours was was texting saying if he wins this tournament, he's he's going to win the Masters, <laughs> which was a really bold take. Really, really <laughs> this bold. This was through about sixteen holes today. <laughs> he's like, man, I like that. I like that draw. I like that right to left ball flight. <laughs> Scottsdale. I want you guys. I'm trying to formulate a way to like 
you know, communicate this because it doesn't, it doesn't quite make sense in my head, but I want I want you guys to help me with this. It's like, there's a, there's a scale of some kind when it comes to appreciation of a golf course, right? And is TPC Scottsdale at the top of the list in terms of great golf courses in the world or ones I would want to play, or even my favorites to watch pros play? Not necessarily, but it works in a certain way. Like opposite of the spectrum, I think would be Royal Melbourne, like the design of that golf course with the width, it's not long golf holes, but the, the firmness and all of the intricacies of the pin placements and the bunkers and where they're, where they're positioned, I think is the most fun golf to play and watch pros at. Yet, you can get kind of slide more towards the middle where you end up where, with a lot of PGA Tour golf courses that aren't that interesting from an architectural standpoint and don't seem to test the pros in an interesting way. You see what, kind of what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. And if you go all the way on the other end of the spectrum, you end up at this kind of version that's like a souped-up entertainment product golf course with the shot value that's intended straight for the pros. And, like, it, it fits for TV. It looks good on TV. You can appreciate it on TV. It doesn't make me really want to go play golf that much. But, like, man, does it freaking work for the shots they hit. And it just is like, I, I know... Uh, Events are individual, and it doesn't work this way, but it just feels like pro golf should be a lot more like, here's your stadium, here's your arena, go play golf in this, and we'll build the thing around it more than it's like, hey, let's go to Ridgewood Country Club or blah, 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 Country Club. I don't know if that makes sense, but like that's what I appreciate about this course and where it fits in the scale for me. And it, it, uh, it yeah, the comparisons to Sawgrass are, are pretty apparent and, and fitting. It's, but it's... I mean, let's not lose sight of the fact that like the front nine at TPC Scottsdale like blows. It it does, but even right. when it's when it's firm like this, even it those works, holes though. work and yeah. shine through like a, a like it's the third the third it's, green's awesome. It's and discerning, you, you know, you, skill sets. Yeah, and, and when they when they put the pins in cool spots because not every hole can be a risk reward. There's water on the left, water on the right, whatever. Like hit the shot, or you're gonna you're gonna go home. I guess every shot, you know, I guess every hole could be that if you yeah. if you wanted. I can't think of too many golf courses where it is, but. Even like when the conditions are right, there's a lot more good on that front nine than I think we've seen in years past. Uh, but I think I think getting at what you're describing, I mean, I think that's like the goal of the TPC network, right? I think the problem is that a lot of the courses just aren't very, yeah, they're just not yeah. that good, right? But that's like I feel like they were onto it, and then they or, sure. they or they play the courses in the wrong time of year, like something like like uh, Southwind. In, Southwind's uh, a good example. Memphis. Even like uh, Louisiana is one that like has a lot of those do or die shots. It's just like, it's raining for yeah. five straight weeks <laughs> leading up to the tournament. And it just turns into a dartboard, but like there, there is some of that in there. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I think the tour tries to go to as many of those places as possible. It's just, it's hard if you don't, if you're not building like, I, I mean, literally building that network, you know, from the ground up, which I think they've tried to do, but yeah, I've probably missed in a couple I think spots. that there's probably an opportunity as they go more international, to you know, get that with some of the international venues that they go to. What year did they redo TBC Scott's? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. After Phil shot sixty, he went twenty eight yeah. under because it then. was kind of stinky back yeah. then. I mean, it was not that it, it was not the shot value was not there. You could miss in certain spots and still score super easily. There wasn't that balance, but the close line between birdie and bogey, which it has now. And again, that's a lot of attributed to firmness, but. It was like watching this versus Wiley a few weeks ago. Like it's just polar opposites for me. Yeah. Polar for the entertainment factor. And Wiley's a rainer, and this is a wise cough. Right. Like a, usually, you know, we would we would uh, trend towards the classic architecture. But uh, qu- question for you on eighteen: Why is Scheffler hitting driver on eighteen? I think driver eliminates water. Total. Like okay, so so three wood doesn't totally eliminate water. I don't there? think so. Okay. You saw Xander hit it, and he only cleared the water by. 
looked like a couple steps. Okay. If you if you pull it way 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 left, and that's so different. Like to your point, we were talking about that before we came <laughs> on. Like, I, I feel like in my like. It's like, oh, this pretty is a conscious, ball buster, 480 yard hole. <laughs> in my like pretty conscious golf watching life, that hole used to be so hard. Mm-hmm. When, like, right? when and, like Kevin Stadler's trying to yeah, win, like, exactly. Oh my god, like this is such like, a oh, tough hole. There's no way on. he could hit this fairway. <laughs> this is so hard. And now these guys are they have literally less than 100 yards. Just like flip, flip wedges in yeah. there. And I remember like the inflection point. I think was when Brooks won. What, what year is that? 16. He won in 15, 15 in last year, yeah. That was the first time I remember like someone driving it way, 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 way down there. Obviously, I'm sure it wasn't the first time, but that was the first one that really sticks out of my mind, and now it just seems like on TV, I'm sure any players who were in the field listening to this would be like, yo, that hole's still really hard, but well, they added it the, does not look like The it. church pew bunkers down the left, because yeah. it used to just be rough right there, and then it was kind of a joke. Yeah. And that, now, I mean, Which, we... The church pew bunkers are kind of stupid. Oh, it's stupid, <laughs> but it forces people to the right. How many yeah. balls do you yeah. see end up oh, to right. the right? It's stupid, but effective. Yeah. That's the whole design, I think, is kind of stupid, but effective. <laughs> like, it's silly to have an you island... Could, you could sell me on that right? model. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's what... It kind of works, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't think it's genius architecture is my point, that's but it how works. That's how I feel about Jack's Beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, 18. <laughs> stupid as hell but it's fucking effective man it makes you think about going for it in two <laughs> we could maybe revisit that can we uh, we'll talk kaylee here in a second can we can we get to some of the fun stuff that happened this week harry higgs and joel Damon. they were tweeting about or joel Damon tweeted you know if I, this gets enough retweets harry higgs is going to take his shirt off on 16 did not think this was actually going to happen uh <laughs> harry higgs <laughs> Where do we where do we dead out on this? We have fun with it. I had a lot of fun oh, with this. Totally. Okay, I I I, de- uh, I texted Harry after and just like was preparing him to to be fined by the PJ Tour. And his his response had uh, was not shareable on air. <laughs> <laughs> too many expletives in it. He, he was still very pumped up. PJ Tour cannot post that on Twitter <laughs> exactly and find him. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. I don't think that could be the case. Which shout out to them for doing that. Like now. They embraced the fun of this event on social media this week, the hole in ones, and which we can talk about and all that. Like, they had, uh, when that moment happened, I was like, oh my God, are they even going to show this on coverage? Because, like, uh, you know, are these guys going to get busted or they get called to the principal's office, all that? And they embraced it and went for it. And, I mean, Joel Damon beat Pablo to his shirt <laughs> on 16 green. <laughs> he didn't even make the putt. It was Harry that made it. <laughs> Good to see Harry flashing a little bit of form too. He's been for sure. He's been scuffling a little bit the last, I, last I four or five months. Cannot stress how much better golf is going to be the, the more leaderboards he's on, the, the more Sundays the we're watching rig. the big rig. Well, again, polar opposites of the Saudi experience. One, all the alcohol being thrown on the sixteen green, and Just two, alcohol being at the tournament, whipping your shirts off <laughs> yeah. it around on the green. Uh, that that fan experience, man. I don't know if now we want to talk about Saturday. I mean, that was well. The only thing I got to mention yeah. the uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of Plenty of pearl clutching going around. I think I called, I called this tournament. I think a bucket list experience to attend, which like once, of, <laughs> which once. attend once. Yeah. That's a whole other yeah. conversation. I this was the first week I think where I was watching this tournament with just a huge smile on my face, just like man, good for them, man. That looks so fun. I don't ever want to go to it again. Go I've, get it. Fellas. I've had enough. I would die if I tried to go to it. The sun would be too hot. I could have like three drinks i'd be too sleepy it's dry heat it's it is a dry heat though people forget that uh i do love some of the twitter posts but there were so many just like oh that's not my them. idea of golf it's like oh yeah it looks like they're really struggling without you there yeah. man yeah. uh but yeah anyways well i'm saying like that again steering into the entertainment aspect of what this tour is this, like this is tour. supposed to be <laughs> 
Like this is this is like the payoff for it, right? I mean, they've invested so much in this tournament, and it's like try to like watch that and not like smile and laugh. Like I was yeah. just giggling all weekend watching the antics on sixteen and so like. But again, I think a big part of it is that when it's time for the golf, when the final yes, couple groups come it through, pays that it's off too. Fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. It checks so many boxes, like. Again, I, we're not about necessarily about grow the game in the way that a lot of people are trying to do it from a very corporate perspective. But honestly, throwing a bunch of beer cans on the 16th <laughs> green, letting that circulate on social media is about as good of exposure as you can get for golf. It, until until Cantlay's putt hits, <laughs> hits it's, the it's, mark from one of them. Or, yeah, or like, yo, let's not fuck it up, guys. Like, we can't, we can't be doing it all the time. We can't be doing it when JT chips no. in on Ace Sunday. Is, aces only. Yeah. Aces only. Yeah. Like, too anxious about it. Yes, absolutely. Aces only, or or when Kokrak goes all in. Exactly. You know? Exactly. By the way, like I'm kind of surprised. I mean, most sporting events you can't have bottles of beer. Like they take the, the I think cap off, or they put the. I think it's like the they the, put it in a, the aluminum cans with aluminum, the top aluminum, of them. aluminum <laughs> tubes. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, he's got aluminum. But tubes. even then, normally sometimes like. Why do you say what the fuck you could do with an aluminum tube? Even an NFL game, you got to pour it into a glass or whatever. I would yeah. imagine next year they might they might change. Well, there's that. zero there's zero change. waste. It's got to all be. I guess the plastic cups could be recyclable, but they're probably trying to limit as much of that shit as possible. Which like, like the, think about how much beer they're selling. They're probably trying to just save on no extra cups. Yeah, I mean, it's also like I. I Doubt that's a, that's how much Coors Light country. There's so many those st- aluminum Coors Light like cans got to just absolutely <laughs> rule rule Scottsdale. Well, Scottsdale's big margarita country too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. It's a little uh, hot for something's gonna country. have to change next year. Like they're, they're yeah. Listen, I'm all about the fun. Was it an incredible scene? Like, is it a good idea to like have constantly having beer showers on one of your golf holes <laughs> during competition? <laughs> it is absolutely not that- from an insurance standpoint. Like. I've been hit with one at Pimlico at the, at the Preakness. It does not feel good. It really, really, really does not feel good. They need to start doing the. Uh, is that the where you run on top of the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they need to start doing that. At, <laughs> at Phoenix, that'd be sick. Who's to say that they're not doing that? Exactly. Well, the um, uh, like I feel like the the recycling thing is kind of overblown as well because there's so many news stories out there about like people people recycling i've definitely like, the yeah. shit just goes to the same place I, and they're not actually recycling it been to that tournament more times than i could count and i'd never have walked away being like man this thing is really good for the environment <laughs> <laughs> this is just really good for for planet earth that we're that we're putting this thing on all this fertilizer on this grass <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. of the desert yeah. oh yeah we're really we're really doing it although Listen. my favorite part of, of going to that tournament i've been twice is watching women walk around in high heels at the, the end of the day. End of the day, it's Saturday so is a complete bloodbath. <laughs> yes. Total bloodbath. Um, which, can we talk about Saturday? I mean, please. CBS, first of all, we were not short on praise for, for their coverage this past week. We, I thought were, no, Sunday, we were not shy on praise. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did. I thought Sunday, uh, you know, Saturday was great. I thought Sunday was, there were some some moments I would pick at. But is it perfect? No. Absolutely not. And people are like, oh my God, I hate this guy. I hate this. You know what? I do too. Yeah. But it from where it was... Two, three years ago to now, it's a it's night and day. Well, just think about how much fun it's been to watch golf. Like yeah. that's yes. a very intangible. Like somebody tweeted that at me this week. I was talking about what an awesome tournament this was. And they're like, Yeah, did the broadcast get way better or something? Like, I really like have enjoyed watching it. I'm oh like, my yeah. god. Imagine Ima- that. Imagine how that would affect your experience. Like a much, much better broadcast. They didn't go to commercial today for like 30 minutes when they first came on. Imagine, yeah, imagine the, the, I hate to continue to pick on him as he's, his career is, is no longer, uh, active, but oh, you're going to, you're going to put a bullet in my guy LB. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying like, this was the problem, right? The game had like 
there was somebody that was probably once very good at producing golf in a different era, and the era passed him by. And now you have Seller Cheyenne, who has taken a whole fresh new approach. They they changed, they did brand new graphics last year and new graphics again this year. Like they're actively changing things. And I didn't even know this was going to happen that they put a live booth on the 16th tee with Colt Nost and Amanda Balionis awesome. down there. And it was freaking awesome. Like yeah. Keith Mitchell came up and Harry Higgs came up and we're doing short inter like they didn't execute it the best, but they're coming by and commenting on their shots after, after they hit them on 16, they totally captured the essence of that tournament just by changing something going down there on the ground with, and it's not Ian Baker Finch or Faldo going down there. It was like two young, relatable people that can relate to the players and capture the environment. And they're paid off with a freaking hole in one yeah. to like at that moment. Like it was, that was the, you know, the, the payoff for that investment that they made. And I do give them credit. They're blowing NBC out of the water. And imagine saying that like three years ago. I mean, really even that on the, the 72nd hole and then in the playoff, that little picture-in-picture yes, that they did with of Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Like that's that's, what, and that's shit that they were doing back in the yeah. in, in the late 80s, early 90s, and they've brought it back. It's like, yo, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You just, you just got to be you got to be conscientious. Yes, that's what I was going to say is it feels like uh, a lot of the bells and whistles and the graphics and all that stuff, like I've never really gotten excited about because it's never feels like it's additive, right? Like it's always like, like the, I mean, just to point out like one needless one is like the big like hologram of the player swinging by Amanda as she's like trying to do the interviews like yeah I mean I don't really like need that but like the shot tracer that shows like where the ball lands and how it spun and how it took a, a certain slope I'm like oh hell yeah like teach me something man like help help my experience as I'm watching it seems like that's what they've done a ton of in the last like year and a half and, and they've and they've worked around all their const- like a lot of the constraints of yeah. like yo it's the same commercial load, yeah. right but and it feels way better now right yeah I mean shit even the Aon risk reward thing so good. like they're explaining it out and talking about the strategy of it not just it's not just this like vacuous vehicles through which to sell advertising. Which if, if coverage is going to get better, it's going to be sponsors that, that want some, to do something like that rather than you know a repeat commercial that we've seen a million times. And one other thing that they've done an awesome job with, especially over these past few weeks, is that we've seen you know Adam Shank, we've seen Tom Hoagie, and guys that are straight up not familiar to, to viewers at home, Sahit Tagala this week, like they, they are prepared with like profiles on them that fit into the show a lot better than like, trying to shoehorn it like they're just prepared to get you up to speed on like Dottie has done an awesome job with that of getting you up to speed on who this guy is what matters to him blah 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 and how he got here and like that has just been a huge improvement I think yeah Dottie like the whole crew's hard. like energized like like Dottie, Dottie still stinks I don't oh, love sure. I don't love Dottie but like she clearly works hard yeah right I think Ian Baker Finch seems like the nicest guy in the world too nice I'm big Nabilo guy Faldo like it's clear that like he does not like he has no relationships with any of the fucking players. None. He he doesn't do his homework. He adds literally nothing to the broadcast. That's the one weak link I think. Like yeah. the biggest weak link there. Nance tries his best, man, to get him to like, hey, how this plug bunker shot on Saturday? How would you hit this shot? He's like, hey, just old stab. Like that's or like that's all he said. It was like, no, dude, tell people like you closed your club face. Is uh, you want to hit this far behind it and you know aim for the fat part of the green. Like give. There's 15 handicaps at home that need these Nance, tips. Nance is moving the ball out there. Too. He's trying. He's putting guys in position, and, and it's just the <laughs> Russell drop, Westbrook. His drop rate is unbelievable. There was a really really good uh, yeah. Quote from, Faldo uh, is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> He's not going to change. <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing too. Is like you talk to I've talked to probably a dozen guys out there. Like. Dude, like I've never once seen Faldo d- talking to someone on the range yeah. or coming out before the broadcast starts and just doing his homework or talking to caddies or whatever. Like he, it's just the 
mega complacency. Uh, really good tidbit from Andrew Marshan this week. It was not related to golf, but about Al Michaels. He's like, notice that every time Al Michaels tees Collinsworth up for something, he's always explaining the, the most obvious parts of it, kind of including that. Like basically, if, if there's an A, B, C, D, and E, he's basically saying A, B, and C, and then letting Collinsworth really get into the D and E. Which is what I always feel like Nance is trying to do. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Where he's always like, you know, we've seen this pup before and it's it's gotta be really hard. He's got to keep up the speed. Isn't that right, Nick? What do you you know, what do you think? And like it's, say the advanced stuff. Yeah. Here, oh, oh boy. Whistle, give him a little whistle. <laughs> a little whistle. Uh, he did something today where it was good. like, you know, <laughs> Cantlay is a real consistent, you know, consistent player. Kepka really consistent. Tagala hands player. Scheffler hands player. I was like, what? What is the scale where the two <laughs> options are hands and consistent? Like, what does that mean? Which are, are, I'm sure there's something there. Yes, you know, like he's yeah. obviously yeah. brilliantly smart about golf. And it's like, man, I just would love to hear it. That's the most frustrating <laughs> player. Yeah, man, I would love to hear like what's actually on your mind. It's like you won how many majors? Six, six. majors, and like rebuilt your swing, and yeah. you have all this knowledge, and you have like zero, and a great accent, and you have zero ability to yeah. convey it. That's where it's like, yo, get in the weeds if you need to. Yeah. you know, like I, I guess golf's just not conducive to that. But it just seems like if someone's doesn't have that skill, you wouldn't, you know, keep him on the air for 20 years. One thing about CBS that I, I do want to say, you, you brought up the Thigala, uh, you know, commercial thing when after he hit his shot on mm-hmm. on 16. I was thinking about that a little bit more, and it sucks. The, they're behind the eight ball because, like, the commercial load is what it is. But it kind of hit me that you don't ever, ever get chills watching PJ Tour golf. Yeah. You do, like, at the majors and maybe at the players and – Maybe at like the tour championship, I think of like the Tiger moment, right? Yeah. But like watching week to week PJ Tour golf, like never, ever, ever. And a lot of that is because you don't ever have any fucking time. It can't, right? it can't breathe. It can't. And like the Thagala thing would have been such a perfect example. Again, I'm I'm well aware of the constraints. You're going to pick a bad moment no matter what you picked. Y- yes. But this is where it becomes like what I was saying at the start is you have this like electric rookie that everybody's rooting for just stuffed it like is he nervous no he's fucking pumping up the crowd they're all cheering his name you have a steady cam following him like god man just let that breathe for like 60 seconds would have been an all-time moment and made fans like for life and then that clip goes everywhere and gets shared all over the place and it's just i don't know it sucks but but then again like that's part of the the situation there payoff for that was having that 25 minutes up front yeah. so that the broadcast gets into a flow. Yeah, yeah and, and it's you know? it's probably like the one thing we've screamed about as well is live golf shots, live golf shots, live golf yeah, shots. Sure. And they've, you know, it's a, you're I'm with you 100%. I think it just comes down to the, the model and and you yeah. got to fit a commercial in some, at some of it point. too. But I mean, this is this dude's second year I know. executive producing it's it. Flexing on like, people. You know, like I'm curious to see. I think I think Riviera is a place where they've done such a poor job over the last decade of remember when harold varder topped it oh he was God. leading on the most famous hole in the like maybe top five most famous hole on the pj tour they didn't show it <laughs> like the, and they didn't even go back and show a replay. No, for an hour and a half no, it took everyone half, yeah. screaming yeah. On, like, that's where yeah. we're coming from here they really forgot about kepka the year he won in 2015 remember when speed almost won and they didn't show a yes. single yeah. shot in the final round until he until, until he, the 17th hole yeah, yeah. yes i remember at riviera that was at riviera yeah but riv is such a place where like the trees <laughs> are so that. good there's that massive hill where everybody's sitting behind the 18th green you've got the the scene you know on 10 you've got the scene on one behind one t like showing some of those other angles showing context yeah, yeah. right that's the thing which where, it like, seems like those places a great are gonna, job of 
those those moments are going to breathe a lot more when you have the fan interactions and you're showing, you know, kind of that collective, you know, reaction or that that kind of collective embrace of a player. Yeah. Schultze02 says, what can the PGA Tour learn from the Waste Management Open from an entertainment aspect? I don't know if stadium holes and beer showers are the answer for every week, but this tournament seems to get it right. I totally agree, and I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to say. You can't do this every week. I agree, but I walked away from this being like, man, I just feel like tour golf should look a lot more like this than it does the 3M. Question, like, how do you feel about the bear trap at Honda? I think they've tried to do something I know. similar. I think the drunken crowd around it adds to at least adds to it. That's what I was going to say is like listen man I've uh, again I've been to PJ National and like I can't remember too many holes other than those ones, yeah. you know, other than those 3 and 18. Yeah. But like it just make it like make I, it a spectacle. The players is a spectacle. I mean that much money down the line with all that water like well, in I that think, scene. I think what Phoenix does like unabashedly is just like they don't care if you're there to watch the golf or not. Yeah. Right. Like just get people there. And then for the big moments, there's going to be enough people around. Yeah. And so I'm not smart enough necessarily to know what that is, but, and it's, it's hard. I mean, the the other thing about this is, I mean, this is obvious too, but like this has taken 30 years now, yeah. 40 years now to actually like grow into what it is. So it's, it's not something you just like flip a switch and do overnight. And I think when people do try to do that, it, it usually gets pretty cringy, but I think from a golf perspective, the, like firmness is is good. I mean, I think we can take that the away. Ball, the ball on the ground leads. The ball to on the ground is great. The crowd reaction. Yes. Crowd reaction. Yes. Yeah. Whereas the ball in the air and landing and just stopping doesn't lead to crowd reactions. Even if you're not into this stuff, yeah. it matters to your experience more than you probably think. The like, moments yeah. are so much longer when the yes. ball's on the ground. Amen. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why I just thought of it. I mean, the the goat move of all of this was. Uh, Jim Justice handed out $100 bills for a hole-in-one on the 18th hole at uh, Greenbrier. And I think just like, I'm not saying, uh, who knows where Jim Justice got those $100 bills based on some of the things that have come out about him, but... Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged, sorry. Uh, I think turning in turning things into uh, like the good kind of spectacles as much as you can. Like it's, it's weird to me that you see that more on like the Corn Ferry Tour than you do on the PJ Tour, right? And maybe there's something to be said about just the amount of clutter and red tape and the difficulty with which it is, you know, to do things on the PJ Tour. Or maybe it has to do with the hospitality and how they basically, like, sell so much hospitality, there's not really any room left to to do anything, like, organic or fun. Because that's a big part of Phoenix, too. It's like it used to not be all hospitality. Like, the reason it was, well, you was know, gonna bring that it was up. called the People's Open was yeah. because it was just encircled by a bunch of just grounds pass holders. And all the, and they, like, there was places, you know, up there, like, kind of to the left of the T up there, and then there was the hill in the back right where all the college kids would hang out. And they've kind of gotten squeezed out, yeah. and it's just, you know. There is still a lot of, they they have built it up more and more vertically, though. Like, there's still a lot of seating General admission. Yeah. yeah. And, but, yeah, the point is, like, it, it's, it's probably a hard puzzle to to fit more pieces into, you know, with the way that they just the greedy PGA Tour is just printing money with hospitality, Actually, which they keep for themselves and definitely don't give back to the players. Shout out uh, <laughs> the Wichita Open. Yeah, all, well, that's they what I'm thinking of. It's all the dollar beers things, and yeah. I think like uh, I mean I know they're a sponsor of ours, but it's an event that we've been to a bunch, like the Colonial event, right? On uh, was it 13th, the part three? Yeah. Just the way that that kind of feels like a stadium and it feels like a meeting place. I think turning like specific holes into like, listen, they're not going to be 16, but just starting small and having whether it's, you know, get get people out to the front nine or get people out to these places where there aren't 
you know, where there aren't uh, hospitality and all kinds of things already taking place. I think the other thing that's nice about 16 when you're there too is you can look over and see 15. Yeah. You, know, you get a glimpse of 17. Like, I think 10 is I right think, there. I think connectivity with, with other holes is yeah. important. They do a great job of that at Colonial yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? Can we get to uh, some of the fireworks for the week, and then we can go back down the leaderboard when we come back around? But I think people are ready for us to get to uh, get to the thickness. If my you will. sons have been watching Trash Truck on uh, on Netflix a lot, this is this is kind of an episode of Trash fitting. Truck. Fitting. Before we do that, uh, our friends at Rap Soto can help you dial in your distance if you are playing at high humidity, which makes the ball go. <laughs> Farther. There you go. Rapsoto.com slash NLU. Promo code NLU for $100 off a mobile launch monitor plus a year premium subscription. These things are incredibly accurate. They get within 2% of units that cost $20,000. The, the mobile launch monitor app for the Rapsoto automatically tracks your stats. It stores video with Shot Tracer. It's helpful for club gapping. Helps you understand the true distances you hit each club. It gives you immediate feedback. It gives you a Shot Tracer right there on it. Creates a better practice environment. Keeps you from just mindlessly hitting balls. It's very portable. It's like the size of a rangefinder. You can use it indoor and outdoor. Rapsoto.com slash NLU. Promo code NLU for 100 bucks off. It's like 20% off plus a year premium subscription. Go do this now. This is an incredible offer. It's February. Golf season's ramping up. DJ, you've been working on your game. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that okay. in a minute. We're going to get to that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Friday night. Shit popped off. Um, you know what? It reminded me of some of the things when I lived in Europe, like something that happened in the middle of the night. I would just wake up to just a shit storm of stuff. And I was I was actually awake for this Friday night. Charlie Hoffman took to social media. Took to social media. And actually in, in the ESPN piece about it, it, that was like one the third sentence. Charlie Hoffman took, took to, to social media. media. <laughs> Says, what a joke at USGA at PGA Tour. Today on the 13th hole, I hit my drive in the water and took a drop on the side of a hill that no grass. And this may be a typo. There, there's going to be a couple of okay. those as you go through. Dropped twice, then place on a small tuff of grass. Turned around, the ball started rolling into the water. I was under the impression that the USGA had changed that rule. I was wrong. Had to take another penalty for doing nothing wrong at all. Did everything by the book. It's still mind-blowing that a group of amateurs rule the professional game of golf. I also blame the PGA Tour rules officials for putting out a terrible penalty area line where this could even happen. No accountability at any level here. No protection for the players at all. You wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship and go play what on other another choice tour. do they have? <laughs> players need transparency, protection, and consistency. We don't have that under the current governing bodies. I'm just going to mm. pause for a second to say, no wonder we're going to the Saudis. We need transparency yeah, exactly. and protection and consistency. <laughs> it reminds me of the of a Thin Chappelle show when he when Jamie Foxx does black Tony Blair and he goes, We simply <laughs> don't, don't know, know what he has. has. We can't have this. <laughs> as George so eloquently put it. He said sorry. The most deaf in that sketch as well. Sorry, Jay. We need to do better at all levels of the PGA tour, including myself, who represent the players on the board of the tour. If we don't, we won't have a tour any longer. Hopefully there will be a change soon. Replies include Phil Mickelson, I feel ya. <laughs> Bryson replies with, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Phil, Phil saying, feel that. <laughs> the goat. Oh, God. Where do we even start with oh, this? First of all, he's on the, you're, on the, you're on the fucking player advisory, right? Or the, the policy the, board. Policy board. Yeah. Like, like you. Well, what's what? the policy issue here? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the rule. Okay. 
because just because I know you you did some digging. Did some digging on this. Explain so, explain what actually happened and what he's. So here's done. what happened. There is a on the 13th hole. It's par five. There's a pond that is short right of the tee and runs along the right side of the tee. Shout out to Ricky. And uh, different hole. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was in the 11th hole that Ricky happened. We can get to that. Disregard. Continue. So Charlie Hoffman hits his shot. It must have covered part of the land. And the, the it, it's hard to describe, but like it kind of angles. The further up the fairway you get, the further right the water gets. Right. So, but there's a big hill that's right of the fairway that if you hit it on there, it's going to bound down into the water. So I don't know if it carried the water or if it hit the hill and went down in the water. Anyways, he goes up to take his drop, drops it. It doesn't stay. Drops it. Doesn't stay. Does the place on a tuff of grass, uh, not a tuft according to the caption. Places it, goes back to the bag, does whatever, and the ball rolls into the water. And he is under the impression that after this happened to Ricky at the same golf course on the 11th hole in 2019, uh, he's under the impression that the USGA changed that rule, which they did not. Don't know where the blame is on that. I was under the impression the rule was different, but it's not. I feel like... As a professional competing in the event, yeah. that's probably if, on you. If you at really the exact disti- same course that it happened yes. at prior, if the- you if you really distill it down into like I'm mad as hell because I thought this thing was true and it is. It's like when you guys thought Craig T. Nelson was dead. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Man, I thought Craig T. Nelson was dead for like six or seven years. I remember, you were mad as hell when you found out you were wrong. But for, like for him to crow about zero accountability, you're right, dude. Like you have fucking zero accountability. And yeah. it is not exactly. what I heard that there was no accountability because this was like clearly explained to him after the round. Like there was lengthy so why, discussion. Why is the rule not being changed? You- so it, it's not as simple a simple snap of the fingers to say like, all right, you you know you take a drop, your ball comes to rest, and it rolls into the water. That shouldn't be a penalty. Like in in the spirit of the game, like in the just like is that fair? Is that like a appropriate punishment? I would say no, but. What, what so the ball once it's placed is in play. You know the rules official is going to point at it and say that ball is now in play, and that's how you know shit's about to get real. So what if somebody like in his group hits a ball onto that hill? They're right next to each other, right? And or Hoffman's ball goes into the water, but Hoffman places his. They're they're both right next to each other, and they both roll in the water. Like the both balls are in play, both rolled in the water. Like Hoffman's wouldn't be a penalty after taking the drop. Yet the guy whose ball was in play. Would be a penalty. Um, that doesn't so make sense. It doesn't really make sense. Like, what about his gripe with with where they drew the line, the hazard line? The gripe there from the picture I saw is like, all right, man, they could have put it like way up the rough, like on the fairway line, and you probably wouldn't have even carried, and you'd have been dropping up by the tee box. Like, it there wasn't like a meet, there wasn't a an in between option. Like, it's a yeah. steep slope. So what do you do? Like, maybe that's a course design issue, right? You shouldn't have a slope that slopes that hard into the water that you can't drop there, whatever. I if he knows the rule, I'm sure he probably approaches his drop a little differently. Like, you know, they, they find tufts of grass that are beneficial to their lie. But you know, it, it, if he would have known that it's a penalty if it rolls in, this maybe he's been playing professional golf for long like time, twenty five years, long time. But I don't know how long, much longer he can do it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much longer this tour Simply is going to be don't here. Know what he has, um, and yeah, to go on social media and just bitch about this is, I don't know, man. It. it uh, Somebody, somebody tweeted this or, or sorry, sorry, Jay. sorry, and then Jay. lashing back into it. Like, I, I just don't get like what the, who you're blaming here. What you're mad about here. Like, is this, <laughs> mad as it, hell. It, it's, he's mad as hell. He's not going to take it anymore. 
this weird, horrible. Jo- I don't even. He wasn't even in Saudi Arabia last week. He's not a, a name we've heard in the rumors for this, like jumping the league. I think it's just truly like this horrible injustice happened to me, well, and that is the same as everything else. Everyone else has been complaining about. Imagine if he got stiffed out of twenty billion dollars, like Phil. <laughs> He would be really mad. And that was before Harry Higgs and Joel David took their shirts off. Imagine how much... How much do you you think Phil estimates Charlie Hoffman's media rights at? Oh, my gosh. At least six or seven hundred million. Uh, Sure. For sure. Has to be. Like, the audacity to say, like, oh, the, the tour doesn't protect us? Oh, my God. Like... What does that even mean? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, that that is outrageous. This is the most player-friendly rules organization ever. Like, you guys... Literally own the PGA Tour, and the rules officials will do whatever they can to a fault <laughs> to find the best, like the rosiest possible outcome. I mean, like, did he miss the whole Patrick Reed oh my fiasco God. a couple of years ago? That's what he should have done. He should have just checked to see if it was his ball. Right? Not if I put my finger in there, yeah, pushed it down. It's probably wet enough. Just push it down into the. A little indentation. I didn't even get to. He tagged a bunch of media outlets in it. Tagged NBC, all this. Tagged Fox Sports. And he tagged the Saudi International in it. The tournament that he didn't even play in. Like, oh, God. Yeah, this. God, we just. We can't do it over here. You see what I'm doing for you guys? (laughs) Don't worry. I got you. And he did this at the tournament that his primary sponsor is the title sponsor of. He's like Mr. Waste Management. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. And then he posts that chicken shit Instagram post the next day. He's like, oh, it looks like I have a mess to clean up. <laughs> Taking out the trash here. <laughs> what a dipshit, man. And then he went and finished like DFL, I'm pretty sure. He shot 79-75 okay. on the weekend. That's which tough. Is tough. After Probably that. Un- unrelated. The thing that bothers me, I mean, I know it bothers you guys the most too, but like this weird gaslighting of just like, listen, man, this is a lot of fucking money we're talking about over here. Like, I need to make somebody look like the bad guy. It's not me. You want to talk about like no accountability, by the way. Just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna nuke this organization that has made me more money than like thirty-two million dollars. So much money, so much money for being like relatively anonymous, right? Yeah. And yeah. if he didn't take the first round lead at the Masters every year, really anonymous. Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? <laughs> to turn around and just absolutely flush that down the toilet, like. Immediately, and maybe we're making too much out of a social media no, post. No, we're not. We're just getting started. It, it is, dude. It's so grimy. Like, what a bunch of fucking pussies. But wait, a, like, <laughs> like, just say what you want to do, just, man. Just take look the at money the comp. Say, say what you want to do. No, look at the comp here. It's that. What are they? What rules are they going to play under in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> is it a different set of rules? The, is the issue here that the rules officials don't protect you? Who's the head rules official of the Saudi league? Slugger. It's Slugger White. Yeah. It's the same thing. How is the rule going to be different over there? I mean, it's like it's the it's the equivalent of like Smush Parker, you know, going to Adam Silver and being like, "Fuck this, man! You guys are calling too many travels. You guys are calling too many charges." I'm going over. I'm playing in Greece, man. This is ridiculous. Like, I, I just, it's, it blows my mind too because, like, like, not only the thirty-two million dollars, which you know people have, and rightly, like they've said, because Justin Ray, you know, tweeted, hey, like this is his career record or whatever. Thirty-two million dollars, a lot of money, like relative to other sports, you know, for a twenty-year career. Like, all right, he's, he's probably fairly, like, adequately compensated relative to other sports. But going beyond that $32 million of all the shit that he's made in endorsements, and I'm sure his pension is yeah. is probably eight figures, right? 
Oh, it's yeah. Like, like so high like, seven figures. A good no, a good rule yeah. I've heard is between I think somewhere right between fifty and sixty percent of your career earnings is what you can expect in your pension. So yeah, we're talking <laughs> an extra That's twenty million for taxes yeah. too. Yeah, and look like. The one thing I'll say is, like, you make $32 million on tour. That's from beating a lot of people. That's from yeah. getting the golf ball in the hole a lot. Like, that, sure. that money is earned. He's had a great rel- career. Relatively speaking. Times, yeah. But, like, the idea here being that you have provided more value to the PGA Tour than you than you have received, that is fucking laughable here. Well, that's that's the ultimate irony in this is Mickelson and, and Bryson are basically, you know, using him as an asset in this case where – He's actually the guy that they're trying to kind of fight against. Yes, the yeah. Charlie Hoffman and the yeah. William McGirts and the Peter Malnati no, and the guys u- that are like using him as a human shield. Yeah, they're like taking <laughs> shit off the table when like they're not putting anything back on the table. Nobody's going to the Waste Management Phoenix Open to to watch Charlie Hoffman, right? They're they're going to watch the top fifteen yeah. to twenty players or the the new up and coming story or whatever, but they're not going to watch Charlie Hoffman. So for them to like, no, like this is the guy that you guys are trying to get away from because he's hoovering up way too much money, like an outsized amount of money. I forget who said this on Twitter this week, but somebody was like, maybe like the whole class acts tour is like just to prevent us from seeing how shitty a lot of these guys are. (laughs) Cause that's, that's a sick it take. just it uh it just like what do you think the other league is going to be like if 25 years on the tour and a, a ruling went your against you like for a very specific reason here's why it did but like all right that's enough to just undo all that like I'd rather go play somewhere else it's just wild that a guy on the policy board is is coming out at the drop of a hat saying this yeah that this was on, bad on the ruling. tip of his tongue yeah it's like yeah. man like how fucking bad is stuff yeah in tour land right now how bad is like is jay really losing locker room that bad but how justified is it is what i'd rather totally get to the bottom like yeah. th- this none of this feels like real none of this feels like no that's what i mean dude, it's all the tour like is- gaslighting fake shit yes. trying to like yeah. shine the big spotlight yes. over on some no they're the bad guys i'm just, listen i'm not a politician man i'm just out here <laughs> trying to play golf yeah. i'm just trying to grow the game and, and listen if they didn't drive me away i wouldn't yeah. have to go do this yes. i don't know what to tell you guys <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to take all this money but our, i have to our 501c6 that awful guy those are awful bad seven. guys over there bad MBS, guys good yeah and that's where again MBS MBS is, you, should listen, yeah. you should listen to what mbs is talking about <laughs> he's He's actually a better guy. The media's done him kind of dirty. But if you didn't listen to last week, you know, we talked a lot about, all right, are our issues with the tour well-documented? I would say, what, 99% of them are probably from sitting in this seat as a fan when it comes to the entertainment aspect of it and the price that the fans pay for the viewing experience, all the commercials, blah, blah, blah. That all means funneling more money to the players' wallets, right? So from as we're sitting here, I think the tour does a tremendous job of funneling money to the players. Like that's the whole purpose of the tour, right? Keep the sponsors happy, keep the players happy, whatever about the fans. Like that's pretty much their attitude, right? So from our seat, if we could make them like golf, great. Any, co- yeah, <laughs> that's a win. That's a that's a <laughs> that's just a bonus. That's extra credit. Yeah, but from our seat, like the complaining from the tour players of like not getting enough money or the way things are run or the tour expenses being too high or the tour reserves being too high or any of the shit that is being claimed is like just I think it's just total bullshit. Like, or then then fucking change it. It's your organization, yeah. Yeah. right? And and but and, it comes from a place of ignorance. Like they don't know yeah. how the money flows. All the shit that Phil is saying about twenty billion dollars in assets and the tour only paying out twenty six percent of the revenue comes to is not accurate. Like well, it's Phil gaslighting. Seems to have trouble with how to rationalize the TPC network. 
Like, I think that that seems like a big part of Phil's blind spot is like, yo, we, you know, all this money's coming in. Well, yeah, you're like, it's kind of you have to strip out the TPC network because there's shitload of costs. Well, and the other tours, right? And the other, the other, like the other purses from other tours, which are, you know, a a loss, right? Like a loss that the tour is taking, which is again. Like, quit being a pussy for a lot of these guys. Like, just say, like, what you want to say. Yeah. Just fucking say it. Yeah. If you want to say, like, we give too much money to charity, like, say that. Yeah. If you want to say, like, this is bullshit, we shouldn't be subsidizing the Corn Ferry Tour, say yeah. that. This if is you dumb, we shouldn't be subsidizing the Champions Tour. There come, just be, come fucking yeah. say it. It's like, like, do I think, like, this is where I come back to the death penalty. Like, yeah, there's way too many, there's way too many guys with tour cards. Death panel. Death, 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 panel. <laughs> death panel. There's way too many guys with tour cards, right? Like, I, I do not disagree with a guy, like, Phil or, you know, if Spieth came out and said, hey, man, like, I think we should cut this down to 75 tour cards and get a little bit more churn. But, like, these guys have, they've set it up so that there's so many get-out-of-jail-free cards. So much protection. They, that's that's <laughs> exactly so what protection. it is. And, and, like, it's protection from accountability, from, like, all right, I didn't play well two or three years in a row. Cool. You know what? I got this get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> 20, top 50 earnings on yeah. the PGA Tour. Charlie Hoffman has one of those exemptions. I don't know if he's used it yet or is planning to use it or, or what at, at some point. I'd um, love to hear him talk about accountability when he cashes that. <laughs> top 50. That, that, that top 50 exemption. It yeah. honestly reminds me a little bit of the, the Twitter stuff we were talking about earlier, where it's like, I feel like they could go to the PGA Tour, who would be very helpful in explaining, like, okay, just like, I work for you. Like, please yeah. explain like what your issue is. Okay, that's interesting. Let me explain how that works, and they could spell it all out. And I just think it would end with like, yeah. I mean, I just disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's how the humidity argument yeah. went. I, I mean, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree yeah. on this one. <laughs> you know, like I, I would be. It, it's a true. I feel like I'm taking crazy yeah. pills. Yes. listening to some of these people. I like. I I hate the tour more than anybody. <laughs> like nobody hates the tour more than me. All right. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked they didn't cease and desist the uh, the Scottsdale Police Department. I know. Like, I'm shocked. Right? <laughs> I think the influencers have broken contain at Scottsdale. I yeah. don't think there's a DMCA going on. I think it's just there's a critical mass. The troops have just overrun the barrier. Well, but man, it's like there. You know, there's there's so many things to dislike about the tour. But at some point, you know, just like come out and like talk about the issues. Don't try to just just you know, flamethrow at him and say, oh, well, you know what? Like, you guys are ripping us off. It's like, you which guys I, are ripping yourselves off. Which, again, I, I think it's still, like, I think the people, not to high horse or, you know, whatever, but I, I think the people who are into this idea and the people who are attracted to this idea, like, still says more about them than it does, like, anything else. You know, like, looking at the, that group of people, I, I think, kind of says all you need to know about who's attracted to this yeah. so far. I mean, the guy. That, like, it's not even like Hoffman's not even. Like, it, he truly. So if you talk to, to to tour guys, and I won't name who this is, but like a specific example comes to mind of this guy that just took. It was like a friend of ours, but took his own standing within the tour way, way too seriously in terms of like, yeah, I mean, they just like won't let us like produce our own media out there. Like I would have a photographer out there, and then, so I could have take photos and like Did I could say it was going to be on his hat because I think I know who it was. Own media. I don't know if we're talking <laughs> about the same guy. Like, I'm just own, kidding. That was Phil. So, <laughs> so I talked to Jay about that, and I was just like man like yeah your media is just not worth what what you probably think it's worth like but like they if you spend more than a decade out there if you spend more than five years out there the the things that become important to you like you lose you're gonna lose perspective on on the real world unless you have a ton of kids like female yeah well insulated he's constantly has new perspective coming in but you just go in this circle where you see the same people everywhere you go and it's a money collection there money collection there and like 
the smallest grievance might seem like the war, like the, the whole world is yes. talking about this ball rolled into the water 1, for you, Charlie Hoffman, and it's so minuscule. And the second you go to plead to the public, to like take your side, and hey, I'm going to run to Saudi Arabia, like it, you're going to lose this battle. The, like, the easiest, don't do that. Easiest thing, which I think we say this all the time, but yo, Charlie Hoffman, do you have any idea how easy it is to not watch you play golf? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you have any clue? How, Even when you're in contention, it, we, we normally If you retired right now, like, dog, that would, nobody would notice. And to to just f- try to flex on the tour like this is just really, really gross. Can I read Brandel's tweets? Brandel went, went, went after him please, pretty good. Please do, because I'm blocked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the blocking next. Just read Charlie Hoffman's IG post where he ripped the USGA and PGA Tour for a perceived oversight in a rule in the course setup this week. He accused the tour of not protecting the players and having no transparency and said, you wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship. No protection for the players? Really? They have sponsors exemption for players struggling. Top 50 and 25 career moneyless safety nets. They have KFT where players can work their way back into form while still paying bills. They have unmatched pension fund to look out for the players as they age. They have a senior tour that allows them to grow old and be relevant. The tour couldn't possibly look out for their players anymore and by the way if their players speak up against the tour they don't cut them up with a bone saw (laughs) as for transparency i'll take the pga tour over saudi arabia and mbs when it comes to that issue and the only reason some players are wanting to jump ship such as charlie's san diego friend phil mickelson is for money or to use phil phrase phil's phrase obnoxious greed i would say uh Hmm. to to reframe brandle's bit about the senior tour i would say it's it's actually being well compensated to be even more irrelevant yeah. than they even currently yeah for are. sure he didn't even talk about the, the whole medical leave yeah yeah the whole or major. the guys that like shit you you lose your card technically you finish 145 on the money list cool you're only gonna get 26 oh, starts next yeah, you're playing 18 <laughs> times next year can we talk about phil there's not that much to talk about i think there's there? a ton to talk about just his blocking i mean first of all china like uh, yeah, you're you're so onto something here, Charlie Hoffman, about this ball rolling into the water. <laughs> First of all, no accountability, no protection for the players. Phil has God. what what has happened with Phil is one of the saddest heel turns I can recall from any player. Big Randy's not here tonight, buddy. I think we're just getting started. Oh, I know that's the hard part. Big Randy's. I mean, this Phil is his guy, and. Uh, <laughs> He got blocked on Randy Twitter. chimed in like to comment like on this Hoffman thing to be like, yo, this is not it. Like tagged Bryson, tagged Phil in it. Charlie Hoffman's not on Twitter. He's like, yo, this is not it. Like this is, you can't just like claim for every grievance to go, you're going to go run to the Saudis. And Phil blocked him for it. <laughs> and then I, we get so many reports of like, if I liked a tweet that was related to anything negative said about Phil, I got blocked. Like hundreds of people, if not thousands. And so, listen, I'm I'm proud of this. I will I will let the I think I'm going to send this tweet to down to St. Augustine for the Hall of Fame because I, I I I'm proud of it. So I took the screen grab of Phil standing on 18T at Wingfoot and I said Phil two seconds after he reads you reads your tweet and he is about to unleash the most infamous block of our period, and within two minutes of posting it he blocked the No Leg Up Twitter okay. account, and it's just a I mean like you cannot possibly be this outspoken about things and completely try to whitewash anyone that challenges your line of thinking on this, which your line of thinking is taking hundreds of millions of dollars from the Saudi government. Like, I think we're going to have some questions about this. I think Phil just respects me because he's been in the cauldron with me. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm a competitor. Exactly. He's your peer. (laughs) He knows what I'm about. Yeah. I think that's right. I think one thing last week on the Saudi stuff, one thing that was missed, I think you guys were talking a lot in the context of the audience, right? Golf fans. 
I think the golf fans are irrelevant as far as the Saudis are concerned. Oh, yeah, they don't care about that at all. I think it's the I think it's the court. You know, they're just trying to normalize this shit so that to give cover to corporations to do business over there. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. like that's that's what it's all about. And the more, you know, so that like, you know, people enjoying Harold Varner winning. Like, I don't really get too worked up about that. Yeah, but the only reason the corporations are going to push back on it is if they're like getting flamed Black, yeah. from the people, right? I mean, yeah. that's like these corporations are all pretty spineless when it comes to this stuff. Like the only reason they're going to Yeah. they're going to like spike any of this stuff is if they're getting mean tweets about it. I guess where I struggle too is like from a corporation perspective, like what's the, you know, the Saudis are like they already have their fingers in so much of our like, you know, they own a substantial portion of Twitter for God's yeah. sake, right? Like if you know, it's kind of like, yo, we're already there, right? Like, that's the most depressing, frustrating, <laughs> shitty part about it. And honestly, like, think for the scope of this... how much better our, like, Twitter has made our lives. <laughs> <laughs> for the scope of this job, though, like, I don't care about that. Like, totally. I do yeah. in my own personal life to a certain extent. But, like, as we're talking about the game of golf being taken over by them specifically... Uh, yeah, Yeah, I yeah. got a big-ass problem with that. And, like, I... With Phil, what we're about to see and what we're already seeing is, and like I said, we, we, we've seen this with the examples he's tried to cite of like, just like straight up politician lying about things in order to support a decision that's like, it's kind of like lying about the weapons of mass destruction. I'm like, I mean, we got to go to war, right? We got to do it. We got to go to war with Iraq. Like, got to kill my father. That's, <laughs> that's what we got to do here, right? 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 No, 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 the evidence is no, that's not what it's, okay, well, we're, we're gone. That, that That's Phil with Saudi right now. Like that is, you're, you're not going to be able to stop him at this Phil's, point. Phil's got 40 nations. From, from what I've, you know, from what we've heard, it's done deal. It's, you know, it's happening with a certain set of guys and, uh, I think the most refreshing guy of all of it is going to be Dustin. Like when Dustin inevitably jumps ship, he's going to be like, "Yeah, man, they they're paying me a shitload of money." Like he's just going to be straight up about it. That's where right? it's like, dude, I have like if I have to rank it, I got more respect for that Hell than yeah. I do like this little. But I don't think it's conniving that, little like mean girls act that the fucking other losers are doing. They disrespected I us. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that easy for DJ though. I, I I don't think he. I don't think you can go take their money and act indifferent to what like what they're trying to do. Like they're going to have some messaging that they're going to be trying to send through you. Like For sure. And, and I think he's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm saying, like, I don't think he's going to be able but to play cool guy on this. But also, TJ, DJ will do it in the most apathetic yeah it's gonna like, be transparent so way. soulless and, but i yeah. don't want to give dj a pass for this no, no, it's no, no, gonna no, no. Suck no i'm not giving him a sure. pass i'm just yeah. saying on the you know relative to yeah his compadres here it's it's you know that's the least shitty it's still shitty yeah right you know i mean shit let's just put it out like what are we hearing I want to get to a yeah. quote, uh, Tony Tony Johnstone, who's a broadcaster, I believe. Yeah. Over, this, he had a couple of tweets uh, that were going around today. It said, you work in a job you love for 20 plus years. You earn 20 to 100 million and have a pension that would last two lifetimes and the option to keep working at 50 and earn a boatload more when you're past your competitive best. Do you thank the company? No. You invent some BS story to try and disguise and justify the fact that you're a money-grabbing, disloyal ingrate who will prostitute yourself for a better offer as your talents decline. Is this growing the game or business sense or just unadulterated greed by unprincipled venal mercenaries? Sick. Sounds like, ah, sound, that sounds like the epitome of late-stage capitalism, right? For sure. I'm going to get um, mine and get the fuck out. Right? I, so what What I was feeling over the course of Phil just like block, 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 block. Look, does it really like personally bother me? No, of course. But like the idea that somebody that I wouldn't say I looked up to, but like I watched play as a kid and like have rooted for at pretty much every stop – 
He's one of the things that I has made me want to root for him. And I, look, I've kind of, we've heard the bad stuff about Phil, but it's kind of been like, he kind of is on the hot, crazy scale. Like he's, he's done <laughs> enough, like he's done enough fun stuff that makes you overlook yeah. like some of the bad ones. He, one thing he's always done is every fan that has ever yelled his name, he's given him a thumbs up and acknowledged. And like, that is what has helped make him an extremely popular player. And to, to like legit throw that all out, like in a week, or in the last few weeks, is super heartbreaking. Well, there's also been that same token, like taking that a step farther, of people, you know, saying, "Hey, is this a is this all an act? Is this guy the biggest phony of all time, or is this truly who he is?" And I've always said, like, "All right, you know, if you do that for 20, 25, 30 years, do the same thing over and over again, like that becomes who you are, whether it was it's a bit at the, the start or not." A bit of the yeah. Garth Brooks spectrum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and. Um, you know, I mean, shit, if it's performance art, like he's been doing it for 30 years, it's, it's who he is, right? And and I think now on the flip side of that, of, of seeing all of that crumble away, you're left with thinking, man, it all was a bit and like it feels so fucking cheap. And I don't even want to moralize well said. all the money stuff specifically because like I, I have no problem. He has done all of those things for 30 years that you guys just described. He's probably wiped out and bored of like being Phil Mickelson on the PJ tour. I get that. And if there were some like Harlem Globetrotters for him to like go join and just say, guys, like the PJ tour is not for me anymore. I'm going to take a massive paycheck over here. I hope you all have a great day. Like I'm going to be doing my thing over here. That would totally be one thing. Or if he was just like, Hey, I'm going to be an exhibition golfer and I'm just going to play, you know, a couple of these matches every year and I'll do some, some commentary. And for that, that means I can't be a PJ tour player and I get it. Like that's, that's one thing. But for him to just like machine gun everybody that has like built him up into what he is over the last 30 years on the way out the door is really a huge bummer. Yeah. And it's wild to think like, man, like how much do you need this money? Yeah. He's not, I forget who said this too. He's certainly not acting like a guy that that doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I, like, I guess that's the thing. It's like, let's say he did really well with his money and saved a bunch. All right. You got 120 million in the bank. And I'm not saying there's a, it's not a difference between 120 million and 200 million, but at some point it's like, you know, like, are you will, like, what, what's your legacy worth here? Well, I don't know. I hear so I many, we're finding that out. Yeah. I hear so many stories about Phil investing and saving a lot of his money and not throwing it away on, <laughs> on, on gambling or anything like that. So, but it, you it, know, it, then like on, just on top of that too, it just, it feels like, it just feels like boredom too, right? Of like, he's, he's been living this, this life. And at some point it's like, man, fuck this. Like, I'm tired of doing this. It feels like the textbook definition of selling out, like to the 100x extreme. And that's what I'm saying is like, yo, even the selling out with, I could be cool with, but doing it in this way is like truly outrageous. And I I think there's there's probably some, I, I mean, I think we're deep, 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 obviously into this because we follow it so closely all the time. But I still don't even think like the vast, massive bulk of, people that are Phil fans and that have gotten the majority of those thumbs up even like understand all this is coming down the pike yet because it's not like it's something you're going to hear about on the broadcast and the like state of the media I mean I know there's been stories about it and you know but the way the internet moves like everything just kind of goes in quick cycles and kind of goes away it's like Twitter's (laughs) an echo chamber you're right I feel like we are uh like bored of talking about this because we've been talking about it for like a year but this is what we've been trying to like wave our hands about is like, yo, th- 
there are massive organizations that might completely change the entire spectrum of men's professional golf here. And like, it just still it's doesn't so disconnected from results or from, yeah. from the competition, but just trying to right? say, I mean, now to move into kind of like some of the stuff we've heard, if you want to get into that, sure. is like, we're not talking about like 15 years down the road. We're talking about like later this year, like yeah. PGA tour players who you are used to seeing at PGA tour events are going to sign with a league like started by the Saudi fucking government and play events in America for a completely different league. That's what we're talking about. That's going to happen. I, I don't know if it is going to happen. It really seems like it's going to happen. The information out there as of now is that there would be six events this year, four of which are in the United States. It, the way the courses. You've heard the yeah, courses. The Let's courses. Two of them yeah. are the Trump Bedminster. There's a Doral one. There's... I, I which th- which that yeah. has been reported like the the Trump ones we reported that a long time ago like this is all information that has been there and the the problem with all of it is like we're not reporting this because it is subject to change because the whole way this thing is working is these enormous enormous smoke screens that are being thrown up in terms of two I, I know a story of what happened in Saudi Arabia last week where. One person was playing in a practice round with two other guys. Those two other guys are going to be on a team together. This is a, the the concept is going to be forty eight guys, twelve teams, just like the original PGL co- concept that they co- that they copied. Twelve different captains. Three of the captains are going to be Phil, Bryson, and Dustin. Those are going to be the big pillars behind them. They're going to be the getting the big hundred million dollar contracts. The plus remaining equity, yeah, yeah, plus equity. The remaining nine captains are getting blah blah blah. Player B gets a three year deal. Player C gets a two year deal. Player D gets a one year deal, subject to relegation. All of this stuff. So you know, two guys are on a team allegedly together. They play a practice round with guy who they're like, hey, come be our fourth guy. Uh, and the guy's like, okay, well, I can, I don't know, whatever. And then by the next day, it's like, hey, I heard you're on the team with so and so. And the guy's like, what? Like, I, like I talked to them about it, but that's not even close to what's happened yet. And this whole thing is just working on this extreme timeline of an event being at the end of June is like what what they're talking about at in Philadelphia allegedly. That I just don't know how this thing starts without having four like the chicken the egg problem yeah. of like how you get. Guys signed on the dotted line by, you know, Bryson DeChambeau has at multiple events. He said it in Saudi Arabia. He said it in Kapalua. In Kapalua, he said the Sony is going to be my last event on the PGA Tour. He didn't even end up playing Sony. He has played. uh, He did play Farmers. But then in Saudi, he said he is no longer playing on the PGA Tour. He told players that. That's what he said. Do I believe that yet? I don't know. If he goes and turns up and plays in an event, do not hold that against me. He's not playing Genesis this week. He was on the the commit list for Genesis, is no longer on it. Now he withdrew from Saudi Arabia claiming a wrist injury. There might be more story to that. I don't know. But it it is in flux, but this is the things that are being said and the things that are happening. I don't think all decisions have been made, so you can't like report on anything like that. But the, the information, as I know it, from very reputable sources, that's where things stand as of now. We've heard, like, I, I think, because I've heard this from people, like, we have multiple sources on this as far as, uh, shout out to Chris Broussard. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Philly Cricket, you've got the two Trump courses, you've got Sentosa over in Singapore, you've got the Centurion Club in the UK, and then you've got the Pulpit Club up in uh, Toronto. Yeah. Those are kind of the six. My thing is, if you get, let's say you get, 12 to 18 top tier or, you know, kind of twilight of their career guys. And then you get a few, you pick off a few of these B players. Are the D players going to be like 
dudes that you're pulling off of the Asian tour that like that's nobody's was, ever heard of. Before? That's what I was gonna say. Is like, how many do you need for like critical for critical mass? Critical mass, yeah. right? And and like, yeah. I mean, if you like, why not go to like? Honestly, this is kind of something we we said like six months ago, right? Is when you get into professional golf, like the difference between player A and player B over over a lengthy stretch, definitely over a season is like very visible, right? The difference in an 18 hole round of golf is not very visible, right? Like the line is very, very, very thin to the point where it's like, yo, if you float a couple of like, honestly, if you're looking for D players to fill out the league, like I don't think you're going to have to look too hard to find some like struggling and, you know, quote unquote struggling, like even going to corn fairy guys, going to Euro yeah. tour guys, going to Asian tour guys and just saying, Hey, we'll give you a million dollars guaranteed to come fill out this roster. That's where it's like, man, I don't really know how many they need to sign. I don't know the number yeah. that we heard is that are signed is like somewhere between like nine and 12, right? It was something that we heard from a couple of people. And again, who knows how much of this is true, but like putting it out there because, yo, this they're, they're scheduled for June is like what they're aiming for. And that's, that's coming up very, very quickly. So and, the, and the point, I, I just think it becomes relevant as like Bryson, you know, doesn't play the Riviera. And again, it might be totally injury related, but just watching what these guys do as we get into like the heart of the golf season, if they're not playing events, like, is that why? And I, I think all those are pretty fair questions based on everything that has been going on. And, behind the scenes. and what he's saying, like, yeah. he's so he's told this to tour players. Again, Bryson yeah. is all we've documented this is full of shit. Like, I don't necessarily <laughs> believe him when he says that. I think he will you know, for lack of a better wuss out and probably show up at an event before the Saudi league kicks off or whatever. But he's telling people that he's like, he's that into this thing happening. And it's so obvious with him and, and Phil like that. Again, that's how it relates. Like him and Phil replying to Charlie. God, Kelly, this could be a sentence. It's so obvious by his replies to Charlie Hoffman's Instagram post that like they are riding for this thing. It's truly yeah. really the, the, the dumbest possible timeline of the multiverse we're living in right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then add to that, like the, the PGL guys, like they're, they're still sitting over there waiting in the wings of like, this is essentially a trial balloon for, to, to use the Saudis to see, Hey, is this the, you know, how's the tour going to react to this? Are they going to ban guys? Are they going to, you know, well, you're talking about, you know, limiting tour cards and stuff like that earlier, making things more like premium for the top players. Hmm. I got a two and a half hour podcast you can listen to if you'd like to with Andy Gardner talking specifically about a proposal that would benefit the top 48 players on the PGA Tour the most in a league like setup yeah. that, would the, that could work with the PGA Tour. Like, how much more does that look that's, appealing? That's, that's rumored for this fall, right? Like, for, you know, to kind of stand that up. The best thing that can happen, the only good thing I think from this for golf fans that can happen is, and people talk about the Saudis having leverage, things will improve for the tour, things will improve, things will improve. Not for the golf fan as of right now. Like it may improve for the players and the pip and all the money that has come from that. But like you want to talk about things improving for the fans, like using almost using the Saudis as leverage to come to the tour to be like, hey, something needs to shake up here. Here is a way that it can. Let's explore that is something that is on the table. So forcing the tour to evolve is is the one upside of this. Now the problem is if it evolves into just Looking more like WGCs. Well, yeah. that's that's what we keep saying. A watered down version. Yeah, of. that's what we keep saying too. Is like the tour can, in its current structure, can only evolve so far, right? Where they 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 can't just hand checks out to guys. Like that's the one no no that they can't do with their the way that they're set up. Like they have to be a membership organization where everybody's treated equally. So like the whole 
like they can involve the TV product. I'm sure they can involve like their media aspect of it, but they, they can only do so much and they've like bent over backwards repeatedly now to do the pip and the play 15 and the Wyndham rewards and the, all this, all play this 15 shit. sounds like the, like, like the NFL it yeah, exactly. kids outside. Yes, it does. You guys ready to move on from that? Please. Okay. Well, um, the, the only thing that I think is worth <laughs> is worth pointing out. We Steve said that, Jobs, one more thing. Oh, there's one more thing. Uh, the only thing that's worth pointing out, which I think we did last week too, is just all the guys who aren't attached to this yes. as well. You know, Thank and you like that. Yeah. Rory, Rom, Spieth, JT, Cantlay, Morikawa, Hovland, uh, Wolf. Oh, I guess Wolf played in Saudi, but like, you know what I'm saying? All, there, there is still massive amount of critical mass, like, with the PGA Tour and with Sam Burns, with the current structure. Hideki, did you say? Sorry. No. Um, and, and there's a difference between playing the Saudi event and being in the Saudi Golf League. Yeah. Which, which I, I don't think like Xander's Xander. in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, which, I mean, thinking, too, about the evolution of the Saudi Golf event, like, less than 18 months ago, they were, they were, Scott Pelley was, was, was it Scott or Keith? Keith. <laughs> I swear to God, it's Keith. Okay. Keith. Andy. <laughs> uh, like, like he was, he was championing this event and encouraging yeah. European tour players to go play in it. Right. So, you know, mm. we even talked about the strategic Alliance too. You know, we're, we're just coming on the heels of the second in a row, Ross Alkaima sure. you know, championship. And then the classic. I think we got, we got a whole other hour dedicated <laughs> yeah. to dedicated to that. Um, you guys want to circle back on a few other uh, check-ins from the waste management? We didn't talk about Cantley, the guy that almost won the tournament a lot, by or like, I'm you know, good many times. On <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, is is his amazing, amazing play being a little bit overlooked? I, w- I would say based on that reaction, yeah, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I just, I man, I, a, this is a me problem, but like, yeah, I don't have too much more to say other than just, like, I just, yeah, super good man, puts it really nice. I make a Goldman Sachs joke every time sure. I see him. He That's has. Not finished worse than 11th in a golf tournament since August. These come from Justin Ray. He's a consistent, uh, not hands. Yes, and uh, this is prior. He is a hunt. He was a prior to Saturday. He was 125 under par in his last 28 PJ Tour rounds, 26 of which were in the 60s. Can you imagine being 125 <laughs> under par in like a fifth of that? Like you know, 125 under par in, in 25 rounds, basically. and then shot 68, 66. So 28, 28 of 30 rounds have been in the 60s. I mean, it's just. It's a realization of potential. If it, you yeah. know, it, it's a little slightly late bloom. You know, I and think, health, but health too. Health has right? been a big factor. But I mean, it's the biggest thing for you know. I feel like I've learned from from playing with pro golfers and being around them and everything is repeatability is just a word I don't hear a lot talked about in terms of like there's corn fairy guys that hit it as good as Patrick Cantlay does. Their good shots are as good as Patrick Cantlay's. But his repeatability is completely different, and that's just like to want to you know stretch that out over a huge scale of play like this is just it's remarkable. But putted great this week. Just I mean, yeah, couldn't get it done. Only finished second place <laughs> at an incredible field. I saw Kepka. Kepka. I mean, it, it kind of. I feel like I was. I've been kind of sleeping on him just because he's been playing hurt for like a year. It's kind of a little frustrating. Hurt to, dog. Frustrating don't to ask me if I'm follow hurt. him week to week because we don't know really what we're gonna get. But like. Kind of forgot how it could be really fun when he's, you know, back healthy and playing good golf, which has not happened. He claimed he's like, yeah, I've been playing good for a while. And like Porter tweeted his like recent results, miscut, T28, T9, miscut, miscut. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he feels like he's been striking it well and he just I guess. put it all together. Yeah. 
I guess. He, you see his quotes earlier this week about, you know, this is almost like it's a real sport in this arena. It's, like, it's so exhausting. He just can't help himself. <laughs> cannot. I had a good time watching him. I'm with you. It's was, uh, I have no expectations for him. He doesn't really uh, – I don't live and die with him, which is where I think it's just when he does fun stuff, it's fun to watch. You know, and it, he always – God, what a, like, horses for courses – place that this Seriously. is i mean i need to lock in my bets like for yeah. next year at this you place start filing <laughs> yes uh i think kepka is a really good fit for brookline i don't know why small greens good iron like great iron player it's mm. straight as fuck um that was kind of a reason for putting him on here to make sure we talked about just yeah. like just remember like don't everyone every major he's won he somehow slipped through the radar going into it and like i don't think i'm gonna fall for that Fool this me year once <laughs> <laughs> Fool me four times. Speaking I think. of horses for courses, Hideki. He is a true, true horse for course. Um, what he, did he finish? He T8. T8. 13 under. He gave it a little threat uh, in there. Um, Gooch coin was kind of up and down. It's a volatile market <laughs> yeah, right sure, now. <laughs> it's, sure. uh, yeah, it could go way up tonight with all the crypto it, ads. Tons on the of crypto ads. I need to check to see what it's doing, actually. But Hogecoin, not to be confused <laughs> with Dogecoin, uh, Tom Hokey almost went back-to-back, low-key. Uh, don't really know what to make of that development, but that's some serious Mega golf. heater. Uh, Martin Laird, another horse for course. I tried telling you guys. The Desert Fox. I know, man. I tried the telling Desert. you. I had him in all my DraftKings lineups. It was it was the one where I'm just like, you know what? I think this is going to happen, and then it happened. It was great. God, I had Tagala and Cantlay this week and somehow didn't win money. I hate that, man. I know. God, I know I you're that. pulling for me. Billy Ho's starting to, starting to yeah. play some really good golf right he now. Is. That's worth noticing. Just in time for the Florida swing. I, I feel like he could be a... Predator. The, on the, the one thing I did want to bring up is uh, Rom. I think he's almost like a buoy. Oh, God. A lot of you people have been I mean? saying people that. People come up to me. So many people. He's such a like, buoy. You can't like, sink this him. This guy's like a buoy. You can't sink him. You it. cannot sink him. What was that lady's name? Molly something? The unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she was real or, or fake. I think she was real. She's actually on the Titanic, I think. Uh, is that right? That'd be I, ironic. I, I, I do not know. Norin. Norin T6. Yeah. That's worth Maybe it's one of his best PGA Tour finishes. We got to talk Xander. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to straddle this line of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of wanting to get on him for not winning a lot, yet protect my female spot, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know I don't know what to do with that. Solid, I really don't. It's almost like it just doesn't pass the eye test, huh? <laughs> Solly brought this up uh, earlier this evening, and, we're, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't need to talk about that. No, let's let's keep unpacking that. Yeah, please. let's get Wait, into it. I, no, I literally brought it up of, like, I literally said what I just said. Don't try to make me out to, that I'm trying to bury this. I just... I don't know what to do with it. I really don't. It seems like obviously Xander's incredible at golf, but like he came out and won a decent amount early on. I think he won four times before he was 26 or something like that and hasn't won. I know the Olympics counts, but like hasn't won a tour it. event since. The Olympics doesn't count. It's been like <laughs> four I'll, I'll years. I'll count it. I'll count it. It's, yeah, it counts. I think it counts. And Justin Rose won. So, some Olympics. of the tour championships don't count, though, I would say. Correct. Greenbrier barely counts because it was so distracting with Jim Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. It does seem like he gets nervy down the stretch. And I don't say that about a lot of tour guys, but like that putt on 18 was not a good putt. The way he played the 18th hole, even at the Olympics that he won, not great. It just feels like there's a lot of Xander moments accumulating on Sundays. I mean, he's bogey free today. It's, I don't know what to do with it. I really don't. It's, it's, it's really good golf. It seems like he's been on the bad side of the draw with a lot of his finishes. Um, and I, d- I don't know what to do with that. Well, I don't know where I'm at with JT. Like, JT played his last 35 holes this week bogey-free. He was positive strokes gained putting for the week, I think. No, he was minus 2.8. Oh. He no, was positive I'm today. Tour, I'm on the tour website. That's, that might only be today. Um, 
Come on. He uh, Get a functioning website, guys. Come on. He was second in strokes gained tee to green for the okay. week, 60th in putting, which was eighth worst of anyone that made it. And he hit cut. a ton of greens, right? Yes. Yes, a lot of greens. 55 of 72 greens this week. Seems, that seems good. Your, uh, your guy Fino seems like he's in a great spot. We're worried. We're officially concerned. <laughs> We're concerned. Miscut um, at Farmers, which he should have won. He's no spring Miscut chicken. here, which he should have won. I mean, Tony's what, 35? Not young. Yeah, we're we're concerned. Listen, you know the bone saw like Phoenix he's double 30, up is he's a thirty two. That's a lot. Which used to be a golfer's like literal prime. I don't think he's too old. I don't think that's the issue. He goes through these spells. He he did this last summer after a, a torrid West Coast run. He yeah, uh, he, he struggled through the summer and then he got it back and and he won event in the fall. I don't know if you remember that. He won he won the the Le- Fed, limited, he won the FedEx St Jude limited field. That was such a great moment for Tony Fino down in Memphis. Who can forget that? <laughs> Heard that on a broadcast recently. I'll tell you who's playing some good. Like, for, for those that don't know, the, he won the Northern Trust, which is now the the FedEx St. Jude, the playoff event. So you'll hear that be referred to in the future. Guy that you know moved from 164th to 119th in the FedEx Cup, Louis Oosthuizen. He's mm. he had a really really strong year last year, and I think like I could see him banking another two majors over the next three years. Another or couple runner ups like, at least. He's, I don't think he's he's going away anytime soon. His game plays extremely well at majors. I don't think it sets up that well for the PGA Tour. He doesn't do the birdie fest. Yeah. But, when but he, I mean, T, yeah. you know, T14, 67, 69 this weekend. He's a he's guy that, for a Blandy run. If I'm the Saudis, like, I'm going after guys like him. Like, yeah. Yo, you don't want to play all the time? And, mm. like, you, I already play world schedule anyways. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I, I agree. That's a good good point. We ready to do a little uh, kind of what's in the bag segment or a check-in on, uh, I want to check in, uh, you know, we, we've done these in the past. Callaway is a presenting sponsor of this segment. You know, we've kind of called them the what's in the bag segment. We're going to turn it around a little bit more this year and kind of do like a, a check-in on, on our various golf games at different times. And you are welcome to tune out if you are an hour and 40 minutes into this podcast and you've had enough. But can I just say how refreshing it has been to bump into DJ Pie at the range at Jack's Beach on the frequent this year, totally reinvigorated golf game. Just tell me about the spark that's come that's coming to your golf game. Kawa, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, not a hundred percent, but a, a big chunk of it. Yes. Trying to rebuild my golf swing. I think I've been trying to play the last, uh, I don't know, decade with just like a shitty, a really shitty golf swing. And that's not very fun to do. We were joking about it on the course uh, this week. Solly, like, I don't I forget what happened on three. If you missed a drive or something. And I was like, just... For what it's worth, like try playing for like a year straight from from that position on every single hole and see how much you really love getting out and playing the game. And uh, yeah, I just I talked about it I think a couple weeks ago, but probably just a little bit of of burnout, just a lot of talking about golf, a lot of watching golf, a lot of editing videos about golf, a lot of playing golf in front of the camera, a lot of not a lot of playing golf not in front of the camera, and uh, it, it that that doesn't really fill up the tank. So it's. Just needed to take take some time. Took a little break this winter, uh, which was great. And then competitive starvation. Uh, exactly. And then uh, discovered our our Lord and Savior, uh, the Kawa Swing. Uh, my guy Kawamura twenty eight on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I know he's been thanking many celebrities are following him now and commenting on his posts. Uh, would recommend you know. I just want to you know share the good news with everybody. So I once I, they open up borders in Japan, like we need to just we need to get that fly there. over there exactly. and see him. Uh, I, I might not, I might be too nervous, but I've just been watching, been watching his videos, trying to, you know, not replicate it, but learn what's going on because he's touching on a lot of what has been wrong with my golf swing, which is just like 
way too overprotective, swinging left, trying not to smother hook it, and hmm. just hitting like the weakest, grossest, most unpredictable fade. And when it does get slotted and it is a nice little like tight cut, then I can play a little bit. But when I can't, it goes off the rails really, really hard. When so, your wedges are on, like they're they're on, and trying trying to just be a little more consistent, trying to see the ball go straight if not a little bit right to left even and uh the bad boy yeah getting the bad boy under control and we've we've done a really good job it's very god it's very close i hit it i was texting solly i'd never do this i was texting solly about my round the other day (laughs) i was like you know what man like penalty stroke here three putt here boom boom boom. like i hit it good enough to shoot 73 today and i turned 73 into 79 and that's very frustrating but also Part like process very invigorating because usually whenever i shoot in the 70s it's like I ho- i'm holding long putts yeah. i'm doing all kinds of things i'm like no i legit hit it good enough and i the rest of my game let me down i do maybe have the chipping yips which is an issue and we're gonna watch this space for further updates there got something to help you out soon oh god <laughs> yeah we we'll touch on that after the video comes out but uh yeah man it's just it's good i'm having a thrill thrilling time playing golf uh, and the other thing, honestly, like it kind of loops into the, the, you know, what's in the bag segment is the new three woods are truly like electric. They're, Just hypothetical. What, what kind of brand are we talking about? <laughs> we're here? talking about the new Callaway Rogue ST three woods. Did you get a 15 degree or a 16 five? That's a great question. TC, you <laughs> ask a lot of great questions. And, and, and did you get the Rogue ST max or did you get the. Sub zero? No, the max, just max? the regular, the regular guy. Uh, I was, I was texting you guys. I took it out to the range uh, a while ago, and just, it, it's one of those clubs that like, <laughs> this might be a, a backwards uh, way to talk about this, but it's one of those ones. It's like, man, they need to roll back the equipment because like oh, yeah. some of these swings were not as good as, <laughs> as this. Like that's carried way farther than it should. That swing was not very good, and. Uh, so that's that's my selling point, I guess. It's, it's, it's like, like the video game set on easy. It's yes, kind of like, oh, it, toe blow, oh, it'll draw in there. Exactly, Heel blow, it'll exactly fade right. in there. Exactly and, right. Um, I'm putting my specs in tomorrow for for all the new stuff. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm, I'm going to go with the X-Forged Irons. Mm, everybody's coming tri- around. Triple diamond. No, it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's time to go back to steel shafts and be a big boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a little cute. Your setup was a little cute. <laughs> I was in the past. So uh, that that's been that's been awesome. And then I need to get uh, my wife is is starting to get in the ear about uh, some new clubs as well. So we might need to talk she to. She shot fifty. She shot fifty for nine holes. Uh, broke her previous record of sixty four. Mm. Shattered, shattered wow. the record. Uh, Strokes are melting away. They're they're truly disappearing. And and that's with some of the worst putts we've ever seen as well. So once the putting gets cleaned up a little bit, but uh, I think she's been in my ear about. Talking to the Callaway folks as well, so she might be nice. doing some shopping on the on the ladies' side. I will say we have a uh, limited ed- edition Callaway Rogue ST three uh, fairway wood head cover that you can buy on the Callaway Golf website. You can go to the, at, at your order summary page, enter code NLU, and it'll add the head cover to your cart for free if you order a brand new Rogue ST three wood that DJ Pi was just raving about. So. I think I might have to do that thing. What's the thing that you got Hannah doing? With the the, Operation Thirty Six, I might have to do that. Like, just For start you? from scratch. My game is oh god, it's such a dark place. That's why I've just I've been going fishing instead of playing golf. What's I mean, Operation Thirty Six? It's like you start twenty five yards from a hole in the middle of the fairway, and as soon as you go around nine holes in thirty six shots or less, you move back to fifty. Oh, and once you do that, that, you move back to seventy five, yeah. and then you. So Hannah did it from inside twenty five yards, very first try. She 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 made a couple eagles in there, sure. and. Uh, 
And yeah, it was it was it was fun. Like I legitimately don't think I could break thirty six if you if you drop me. Like right now, I, I shot twenty five yards would be tough. I, I could shot do the, it from from fifty or seventy five, but twenty five <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I shot could do the it round right of now. my life and then promptly forgot how to play play golf. That pretty it's much sounds crazy. like it. That pretty much sounds like it. Anything else you guys want to add on uh, anything we got going? What's upcoming this week? Uh, good video stuff this week. We got two videos from uh, last year's Gasparilla Invitational. Uh, that's going to get people all ramped up for uh, a little competition. Solly's playing in this week. I believe they have live scoring. They have all kinds of things that people can follow. So we've got some really good shot-by-shot videos uh, from last year. They've kind of been sitting in the can. We figured we would wait until... This week to roll them out and uh, kind of tie them to this year's tournament. So I know that's a very, very big deal. Your Masters, I believe you called it. And uh, yeah, so you can both watch Solly's whole tournament from last year. Uh, I won't say whether it's 36 or 54 holes, whether he made the cut or not. Uh, but And then you can follow him on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hopefully, yeah. if I make the cut. Um, don't know what to take. Uh, you know, we had, we had a nice Thursday game that included a 40 on the – I almost paid homage to the cat, had a 40 on the front, and then missed a 10-footer on the last hole that would have been 30 on the back. And I've never shot 30 before. But game's a mixed bag right now. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's that's the beauty of competition. So We'll have a trap draw coming, a Super Bowl uh, reaction, which, judging by this, it looks like it's it's a, it's a ball game. Yeah? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to going so, and watch it. Let's go do yeah. that. The Bengals yeah. are leading as we as we sign off here, but couple, thank you. A uh, couple shout-outs. Brandon Matthews. Oh, of that's course. right. Uh, of course, of one course. down in Colombia in Bogota. Young hitter. Battled some injuries last year and a half or so, and uh, played with him a couple times up in Scranton. Went up there. He's from uh, kind of northeast PA, and he legitimately, like, he hits it farther than anybody I've ever seen before. Unbelievable. He has uh, not – there's a lot of guys that hit it far that don't have <laughs> – the nuclear codes, he has the codes. Yeah, he, it's crazy. He has all the power. I was texting with TK Kelly. I was like, yo, great playing TK. He, he finished top 10. And uh, they're at altitude down there. And 17th hole. So Brandon finished birdie, birdie, eagle. Made like a 12-footer for eagle uh, to, to win by one. TK was saying, like, Brandon was he was flying at like 370, 375 mm. the, last, the last few holes. Just like in, like flying at that. And then, like, he had... He was chipping into the 17th hole. It's a 440-yard par four. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what a joke! Just, just congrats wild. to him. We had yeah. a great had a, have had a great time working with him yeah. in the past. And sky's the limit. I mean, he's yeah. the kind of guy that I think he gets out on tour and gets some some consistent reps out there. And if people don't know, remember the story of he had a putt to win on the um, was Latino it the America. Latino America yeah. tour in Argentina a couple years ago, and there was a fan that yelled out in the middle of his putt. Um, it ended up being a, uh, a, a person that was attending that was, had special needs. And he handled that with just nothing but class and grace went up and gave the guy a hug afterward. And if you remember that whole story, that's the same guy. And, uh, so congratulations to Brandon. That's fantastic news. So Riv week upcoming, it's going to be, Cannot should be wait. a great one. Cannot um, wait. Influencer week is, is behind us. It's, all it's the activations are activated, which I think is good. It's almost like the, I think all the activations just run together when there's, when there's all the, that many activations, there's kind of no activations. It's easy to tune them up. What do you think this, this Netflix episode is going to be? Oh my God. I, hope I think it might be a hit. I think, I mean, I think it, I think the Sam Ryder ace might be within the first five minutes of the first episode. Yeah. I think you're going to see that. I mean, I mean, they got it all. They got the Harry Higgs. They, they couldn't, it's been confirmed. They got the Harry Higgs and Joel Damon thing. They got the hole in one. This league, man. This, <laughs> <laughs> this 501c6. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. I don't think. I, but they're not following Sith, right? Or 
I think they're kind of, I think they have a bunch of, I don't know. I'm talking yeah, we'll my see. ass, but I think they have a bunch of guys confirmed to do like full sit downs. Like we'll go to your house. We'll do all the other stuff, but they I mean, they have cameras and, yeah. out there following, you know, following yeah. everything. So hopefully and they, they, and they can they use tour some, footage too. Yeah. So hopefully they got some pretty intimate, intimate looks at him. Cantley definitely feels like the guy that, you know, he, he wins the race and you don't see a single sure. or, you know, or, you know, Cantley or even Scotty, like they feel like they win the race. And you don't see a single yeah. shot of them. Maybe the winning so-and-so yeah. finishing yeah, T5. Yeah. Yeah, I think that episode, that, this event will be heavily featured on that if you're trying to drive some fans to this event or to this sport. So thank you, everyone, for making us a part of your Monday or whenever you're listening to this shortly after the Super Bowl. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. I know people were very excited for this episode. We were excited to do it. And uh, gosh, yeah, I can't wait to see who Phil blocks next. So thank you, boys, for joining. And everyone have a great week. And go watch Cheers. Range Talk with our boy Rod. Absolutely. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.